it starts with one thing. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard we try. We got around to doing this. Finally. This is it. This might be the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. Ranking Linkin Park albums with my mate Miles and his mate Joe. How cool is this? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special, long-awaited episode of the Thinking Guns podcast. Oh my god, we finally made it. Joining me is Miles Shinoda himself, Mr. Miles Thompson. Almost given up, but now we're one step closer, my friend. We, we made did it. it. We're here. <laughs> here we, we are, made sir. It, even though we had our backs up against the wall. Oh, God, leave out all the rest. Just got to hey. leave it out, man. Do you remember that song with Buster Rhymes? Oh, my God, what a fucking tune. Just all of them, uh, yeah. Although yeah. we're going to get into it, so, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting times. But also, hello there. Hello there. Can't can't miss it, you know, it's got to be done. We can't, we can't do it. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm very excited. Um, I am layered up on sneak. I'm full of energy. I'm ready to get into all the controversial takes. I'm buzzing. Let's do it. What a Friday. This is gonna be this is gonna be wild. This is gonna be chaos. I gotta kill chaos. We might not be friends after this. We're gonna give it a go and see. No, what we're not. We're not. This is the end of our friendship, and I know it is. <laughs> but it's worth it for the podcast. And joining us is a man who I met on a night out a couple of weeks ago. Had some sick Linkin Park tattoos, and well, is a diehard fan. I couldn't let this pass without his knowledge and skills to join us on this massive undertaking. It's Joe Chesson. Crawling in my skin. Hey, that's a Linkin Park song. Hey, uh, thank you very much for inviting me on. Um, I have been a Linkin Park fan all my life, ever since I can remember, ever since the days of Kerrang, watching TV and watching uh, One Step Closer in the end. Oh, I love it. And yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it tonight and just uh, chatting all about it. Oh man, it's going to be sick. Now, is it is it true that you that you met the man himself? I did. Oh uh, my god, fucking son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I met Linkin Park. It was a very. I was so so fortunate. I basically uh, there was a pre order bonus on one of their albums. I think it was. Um, it was one it more was light. One, wasn't it? it must have been one more light. Yeah, it, it definitely was one more light. So I pre ordered wow. it on the website, and it gave me a chance to to meet liquor park i was like there's no, there's no way this is gonna happen but i pre-ordered it anyway didn't think about it and then i was actually meeting uh miles at the time because we were gonna go see them in london so i got an email maybe three o'clock in the morning i didn't see it until when i woke up about eight nine uh saying that uh yeah you've won a competition i was like this this is spam this is this is fake <laughs> uh i opened it up and it was like yeah meet at this point and uh you get to get to meet the band behind the scenes. I was like, nah, 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 this, this isn't true. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, but yeah, literally. So I, I wanted to get miles uh, and our, our friend will at the time as well uh, to get in as well, but it only allowed one person. It was really annoying. But um, so yeah, I managed to meet them. They were super nice, super down to earth and yeah, super fortunate. And unfortunately, obviously like two weeks later is when, uh, Chester committed suicide, so it was kind oh of a, my God. a weird, weird, harrowing moment for sure. But um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a great time, and it was yeah one of the one of the best gigs. I loved it. It was um, I actually as soon as I came out after meeting them, I couldn't find Miles and our friend Will. I was like, where are they? I was stuck in the crowd. But the fact that they put barriers up 
Um, I think they do that for some gigs where they put a barrier up, but they have to pay more money to get into like, you know, the closer to the stage. Right. So um, the, the whole crowd was basically kind of crumpled in. So I, I had to like walk around. I was every song I was like trying to get a little bit closer, one step closer as it were to, uh, to Mars and uh, to Will, but um, couldn't find it. But it was, yeah, it was a great gig and a great night. So wait a minute, Mars was there the night you met Lincoln Park. Yep. Yeah. Wow. We were, we were at the same concert, <laughs> and the weird thing is, is I was like obviously quite conflicted because a part of me was like the son of a bitch, he's managed to get it, but a part of me was also like he's been a Lincoln Park fan his entire life, and he is like of the two of us, he's the bigger fan, and I was like, if anyone deserves to get it, it is Joe. So there was like this weird feeling of like I'm really happy for you, but a tiny part of me was like your motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, no, yeah, you couldn't I mean, find him afterwards, but it was a wonderful concert. That's, I mean, also how, man, yeah, how poignant as well to meet him at that time. That's, um, wow, good for you, man. That's awesome. No, yeah, it was, yeah, it was again, yeah, I, such a, I just felt so fortunate and just so lucky. <laughs> like I didn't, like, I didn't pay any money uh, apart from obviously pre-ordering the album. Uh, it's literally just off a lottery. It was just, it was just dumb luck, but I'll take it. So I, yeah, I got them to sign a shirt, and I've, um. I've framed it. It's still it's back in Joe, uh, and I haven't taken it over to the UK with me. But uh, I am going to steal it one day. It is, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to keep it there. And yeah, it is awesome. But yeah, very fortunate. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, right then, I'm going to set a couple of ground rules before we begin. Let's let's unmute. We're doing an unmute podcast. Oh, I love it. Okay. ones. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. taking your shoes off. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. This is just the studio albums, okay? We're not going reanimation. We're not going, you know, any of those. Okay, okay good. I, I don't like them. Because otherwise yeah. we'd be here all goddamn night. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Also, no live albums. Okay. So we're going, you know, one more like Hunting Party, Living Things, A Thousand Suns, Minutes to Midnight, Meteora, and Hybrid Theory. Did I miss Ooh. one? I don't think I missed any. I don't um, think so. Good. No. Good, right. And we're going to see... How this goes. Also, the crawling version of Reanimation is amazing, Mars. What the fuck are you on about? Yeah, yeah. No, I like that song, but I just don't care for the album itself. But the crawling reanimation version oh, is excellent. With um, Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Same as me... like with A Light That Never Comes. That's also a great song, but shit album. Taught me how to harmonize, actually. Harmonizing Aaron Lewis's bit on crawling. Ah. Fun yeah. so little they, for you. They taught. They teach. <laughs> they, they teach. Indeed, they do. Um, <laughs> Right then, let's get cracking. We're going to go album by album. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start with an album that did relatively well. It's called Hybrid Theory. Oh, yeah, that's small one. Not a major one, this one. No. Um, let's say it did all right for Linkin Park, didn't it? It was, uh, I think, the best-selling album of the century at that time. Um, when it came out on the planet, I think it uh, spawned banger after banger in terms of singles we're talking one step closer we're talking in the end we're talking crawling we're talking paper cut you know all these songs that made Linkin park the massive behemoths that they became um miles talk to me about hybrid theory ah so this one so in my list i've done like two and don't worry i'm not gonna like harp on about both of them but effectively i have my own personal list and then i had like what i consider to be the objective list i think if you surveyed like every Lego park fan i reckon this is how the list would probably look um hybrid theory is obviously (laughs) probably very different carry on (laughs) 
so hybrid theory when i first saw lincoln park i saw them at download in 2014 when they just did the hybrid theory album um and they did it back to back and it was just incredible like it was an absolutely wonderful experience and it like you said it is the the album that i think is by far their most iconic and has all of the hits that the majority of like casual fans know um from their entire set list or from their kind of list of all songs um i think it's an incredible album it's full of angst it's full of rage it's full of emotion and i think it really resonated with so many like teenagers or kind of kids like i grew up with my family listening to it and so i always knew the songs i just didn't really know the band properly and then when funnily enough it was joe who properly like introduced me into the whole i guess cult of lincoln park um i only really started to appreciate the album kind of later on and it's just incredible like the number of epic songs that are on there is wild like it's very rare you get an album with that many good songs and almost no skips um so i put it second on my list and i'm gonna disclaimer that when we get to one but i put it as number one on the objective in quote unquote um list just because i think the majority of lincoln park fans consider that original one their best and that no album after really quite captured it quite as well um so that's where i sit with it i think it's a phenomenal album i think it's well worthy of all the praise it's gotten um but it's raw like it's just very raw and i think that was to their benefit if all that makes sense what is your favorite track of the album oh now you're asking some real questions roscoe now it's it's changed over the years hold on let me get the full track list up again because i want to i'll miss it up already this is outrageous i'm on it i'm on it i'm on it I'm sorry, um, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is really poor planning on Mars's part. When uh, you said when you said raw, I was just imagining Gordon Ramsay just shouting raw. raw! <laughs> <laughs> Scallops um, now. <laughs> Where's the lamb sauce? Where's the lamb sauce? Um, so, I think one step closer is probably my most listened to one. In the end, was a classic back in the day when it was like you know, like the emo depressed phase, and I was like in the end just resonates you know because life is so hard being a teenager and all that kind of thing um but i also adore crawling and to pick one of those three is incredibly difficult if i had to pick only one of them that i could only listen to forevermore i would probably pick one step closer just because it's a hype song and i use it to hype me up when i need to just get shit done um so yeah i'd I'd go with one step closer just just okay what is your least favorite song on the album um probably one of the final like three um so you've got forgotten cure for the itch and push pushing me away is actually quite good i quite like that one i'd probably um, go with forgotten funnily enough forgotten because i don't really remember it all that well most of from the, the top to the bottom yeah <laughs> like it's got a good beat but it's just a bit like it's fine <laughs> yeah uh yeah just forgot i will not hear any blasphemy about pushing me away you absolutely yeah yeah no 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 yeah yeah i didn't realize that that was actually the final one and i remembered which song it was and i was like hang the fuck on i'm gonna t- like grab myself for that um, when they went live yeah, and started, i should start doing that song with a piano it was like oh man it's just beauty in it it's um, just oh Chef's and I guess a, a should disclaimer as well, even though I consider it my least favourite on the album, I would still choose it over like 98.7% of songs that exist today. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, easy. Like, yeah. it's the least favourite of an unbelievably good album, and I would still listen to all of them, no skips. 
I've got to that age now where I looked at the top 10 the other day. I was like, who the fuck are all these people? <laughs> I reached that like eight years ago and I was like, oh shit, I'm old already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my kind of life as a holiday park entertainer and a DJ kept me relatively on the on on the money about certain things. But since I've stopped doing that, it's just, it's fallen by the wayside and I don't know who anyone is. Um, yeah. Except, except for Taylor Swift. Someone in my life keeps bringing up Taylor Swift and... yeah. Apparently yeah. that's a relevant person now. I mean, who knows? Yeah, apparently they're a thing, and apparently they make music or something. I don't really yeah. know. I don't really hear enough about it, to be honest. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, Joe, talk to me about hybrid theory. So, just just to start, uh, fun fact about One Step Closer: the uh, the music video was directed by a porn director. <laughs> Uh, how, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, don't 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 ask me. I just I just know these things. Oh oh yeah. Wait, were, you, were you were you saying that fact from a friend's perspective? <laughs> uh, no. So basically, I think I just I don't know. I saw it on like a YouTube like interview with uh, Mike Schneider. I think it was, but yeah, I just that always kind of uh, resonated with me. It was, it was really funny. I think um, that proves that they had very little money at the at the start. Yeah, exactly. No, there were. Yeah, I've I've seen many like of kind of uh, behind the scenes of you know documentaries of of hyper theory and um, how young they look is crazy and mm. um, all the kind of um, you know they're obviously touring on like coaches and all their music equipment. A lot of their recording work was done apparently on on the coaches itself, and it's crazy to think that such a, a huge album uh, of hyper theory is. is it's come because of that it's because of you know these uh geniuses back in the 2000s like nothing was like it i mean the rock yeah. rap there was there's a few other artists that were doing similar things but not not to the extent of this um obviously got like uh Limp biscuit <laughs> and stuff like that but no, nowhere nowhere near Are you just saying that. Limp biscuit because we're seeing him next week <laughs> that is yeah it's just on my, mind. Gentlemen. on my mind yeah and uh, it always reminds me of uh, "Bring Me to Life" as well by Evanescence. <laughs> it's always it's always mm-hmm. that kind of uh, it's the same kind of crew back then. Um, and uh, no, yeah, I think starting with Hyper Theory, I love it. It's um, again also uh, similar to Miles. It's second on my list. Um, I think it is um, a must listen for everyone. Um, I think no matter what background you're from or what uh, no matter what music you're into. I think Hybrid Theory from start to finish is a beautiful album. Um, and I'm talking it like it's my first al- favorite album, but it's not. <laughs> uh, but it is a, is a great album. It's obviously their best selling album for a reason. Um, and obviously they just released, well, I say really just released, I think it's about three years ago, the, the 20th anniversary edition, which you got, Miles, didn't you? You got the, uh, the special edition. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I spent yeah. like, I think it was 107 quid i want to say but it was yeah. money well spent it's like just loads of remastered versions of it they have like loads of demos on there of like yeah. songs that didn't make it like yeah. early versions of the songs which is wild because some of the early versions sound nothing like how the songs actually ended up yeah and um there was like a behind the scenes thing of how they made the beat for one of the, i can't remember i think it might have been one step closer mm. and like mike's a fucking genius like yeah. i have no idea yes. how that man's brain works it Literally. is absolutely nuts he was like oh i took this sound and then i played it backwards and then i slowed it down and then i reversed it while it was slowed down again and i was <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about and how yeah. does your brain it's so miraculous so yeah no it's it's a wonderful album and i think like you said joe it really came out of nowhere like there was this just unknown band 
threw this album out into the wind and everyone was like, holy shit, these guys are like, damn, they're on it. Yeah, it was, uh, there was actually one uh, interview with, um, talk about Mark Shinoda. There's one interview, I think it was, um, uh, it was already one presenter, I can't remember his name now, um, but he was interviewing Mark Shinoda and he he called him Shin Yoda <laughs> because mm. of his like musical genius and like, because he comes up with it. Like he is the, him and Chester um, were and are the the soul of the band. Like they they just the 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 brains. Are, they're so um so unique. Oh, was that yeah. Zane Lowe? I think I've heard him say that. Yes, before. Zane Lowe. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think of that. But yeah, going into my favorites. Oh, actually, quickly, just a special mention is she couldn't. I don't know if you guys heard of that one. It's the it, it was actually on the special edition um that they mm-hmm. released as a single um on the anniversary edition that's really good if, if you haven't listened to that i guess one of those demos where it, they didn't release it on the album but it's also really good um but i've put down my favorites well i've got three but i will i will will it uh, let me let, let me uh, let me uh, le- joe what's your favorite track on <laughs> here we go um i think for importance for the band and because it was so popular um and it's it's just that you know everyone sings it when it's on is in the end um i like know it for word for word and it's one of those songs where i just don't get bored listening to it like it's as you say when you started with the podcast i was like it just it, it, it made me smile because <laughs> it, <laughs> it's just that the beginning of the song is so unique and so special like everyone knows it yep. you know it starts with one thing and then everyone just carries on i just love it and that, that, i think that's why it's my favorite for sure and what is your least favorite song on the album oh least favorite it is a hard one it, it, again I, I agree with miles it's one of the last three uh because going through them uh on my list it's careful do i remember the one ross said not to pick? It, it's difficult <laughs> i think probably cure for, for the itch uh because it, it's probably my least played and it's probably it's just, it's almost like a demo, I find. Uh, but it's so, you know, it's nitpicky. It's it's such a, mm-hmm. for me, it's like a 10 out of 10 album. Even though, again, even though it's not my favorite album, it's, it still is a 10 out of 10 out of um, album. And yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, I do like Cure for the Years. Like, I, lo- I love the intro. Like, in general, we have a very special guest for you. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's like, that's great. It's great, but yeah, I think your bridge is a uh, yeah is a good job because you know it's it's just an instrumental, isn't it? We can we can so yeah. I, I, as as good as they are and how well they mix them into their live shows, um, yeah. it's uh, yeah. And are right. we inc- are we sorry? Are we including bonus tracks? So we're we saying my December and high voltage. Oh, my December. Both oh, of my those December. are So yeah, we, we, we can count song. them. We can count them. Oh, that is again. Well, t- again, they're not my favorites, but yeah, amazing. Give it all away. Oh, just oh. somewhere to go to. I think oh. I, I, I've listened to that with Miles for so, so many hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just that <laughs> song. <laughs> did you yeah. Did you hold each other and weep? Uh, yes, we did. No, no, that, that that was one more light. We'll get. To I, that. We'll I'll get come to that. that. <laughs> I, I was about to say I'll come to that. It's definitely on my list. <laughs> Man, spoilers yeah. for like four hours from now. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's like later in the evening. <laughs> <vibe>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can totally include My December and High Voltage because it is of that era. And one of the great things about being a Linkin Park fan is that they didn't they didn't shy away from 
releasing demos and B-sides and stuff because the fans were craving more music all the time. They were like, well, fuck it, have just everything. <laughs> just take it. And um, yeah, the wonder of My December and High Voltage that came out in that era was phenomenal. I mean, for me, Hybrid Theory is quintessential. It's it's up there with, you know, Dark of the Moon. It's up there with um, like the Eagles. It's just, it's, it's, it's an album that is going to live on forever and ever and ever. And I'll never forget the first time I heard One Step Closer. I got home from school. I put Kerrang on um, in the hope of finding some Limp Biscuit or some Papa Roach. And this, this this band just kind of appeared out of nowhere, and this dude with spiky hair started screaming down a microphone. And suddenly out of nowhere, you go, oh, my God, he's talking directly to me. And that was the wonder of Linkin Park. You know, millions of people kind of felt that, I think. And it was rock and rap, and I had a I had a kind of love for that, obviously, through Limp and through Aerosmith and Run DMC. And, you know, but this was just, just on another level. This was unlike anything I'd ever heard. And I remember sort of like patiently waiting for Hybrid Theory to come out because I think, if I remember right, they dropped that and Crawling before the album came out, if I remember right. They don't do that so much anymore. But back in the day, it was all singles for ages until the album came out. Um, And Crawling was, again, just another phenomenal follow-up. And it was a song that I really loved more than One Step Closer, I think, in terms of the words and I was I was fifteen at the time and you know, Linkin Park hit me at the exact right time and when it came out I was like oh my god this album is my album I've been waiting for this band my entire life this is exactly who I should be you know that kind of bullshit and there's something so magical about Hybrid Theory that from beginning to end it's just absolutely stunning and there's nothing that can kind of compete to it it's not my favorite album again we'll get to it but it's it is it can't be ignored as a hugely important album and one that is so essential to our, like so many of our lives that it's it, it would be criminal to write it off as anything other than you know an absolute classic i think there was a magazine recently named it the number one metal album of all time and you know i don't know i don't really know what genre you can put linkin park in because as we as we're going to discuss they blended and melded into so many different things but I think, I guess, this is probably the most metal album. Um, you could argue The Hunting Party, I suppose, but again, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Hybrid Theory is is essential. It's one of the most important albums, I think, ever made. And um, I will I will love it until the day I die. Where would you rank it, just out of interest? Because you said it wasn't your number one, so where would you rank it out of the seven? Um, in my ranking, it is number three. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Oh, like, like I said, man, this is going to get wild. Oh, <laughs> I'm for this. oh, Joe, we're going to have a fucking field day today. I can feel it. <laughs> um, what is your favorite song? My favorite song. Thanks so much for asking, Joe. That's really good. That's okay. Well, uh... you, man. Um, <laughs> my favorite one um, is always going to be Points of Authority. Ooh, oh, interesting. Okay, I like that because yeah, I do like that. The opening, Mike Shinoda's opening bars. I just, I never could get out of my head ever, and it's just the the kind of the back and forth of Chester singing to himself in the chorus. I absolutely love it, 
And again, that's one of the ones, but we're not talking about the, the remix albums, but again, that's another one that was, I thought was very good off reanimation. Now, yeah, actually, now that you've said it, I'm a bit like, oh, fucking hell. That, that album has so many good songs. It doesn't matter what yeah. song I say, we're all going to go, oh, damn, I should have said that one. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You, know, <laughs> um, you know, forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the game, put your name to shame, cover up your yes. face. Yeah, but I was like, oh, my God, come on. <laughs> it just won't last. You love yeah. the way I look at you. So it's just, oh, I don't know, it's just great. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I love all the singles, obviously. And anytime you hear that, piano intro in the end you're either going to sing along or you're going to cry or both and so you know it's yeah, um, it. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely worthy of that uh but points of authority for me is just a song that whenever it comes on or whenever i hear it i just i can't help but have a massive smile on my face it's a great great fucking song i'm gonna have to go and re-listen to it again now now that like <laughs> you said it i'm just like i've got it in my head again i'm like that's such a good song <laughs> the, the um points of authority with it was it was on the reanimation, I think it was. Uh, the music video was it like a? It was like Gundam, wasn't it? it was yeah, like it was all animated. Yeah, and all animated. I love that. It just reminds you of that. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. It was so much of Liquid Park, especially. It just I, it comes to mind with the music videos. They have such amazing mm. music music videos. And yeah. go, going back even from like Paper Cut, or then the room, and then it all comes really creepy, and the like the walls started to go like wavy and like this creepy guy comes out and there's like there's bugs like what is happening <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. still not sure why there were monks in the ones that place the video but i guess we can oh what, what it could, it's because of the porn porn director <laughs> yeah. there, it, there had to be monks <laughs> <laughs> he's got to take and make it religious was that, somehow, like, was, you that, know? was that like one of his things like john wheel has doves in his films it was like <laughs> this guy monks in all my movies Has thank you very monks. much it's just it. a trope you know it's got to be done cliche yeah, i suppose and uh, yeah, my least favorite, I guess, I'll go for Cure for the Itch as well, because yeah. every kind of like lyric-based song is just an absolute banger. So it's it's hard to really quantify it. Is this the last time we're going to agree for the rest of this podcast? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it had to it's start hard. with Hyper today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get, the, we get the easy one out of the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thankfully, this is the... it, thankfully it was the first album, so that's a, that's a bonus. Um, so... In our, I'm kind of keeping the ranking going as as we go. In our imaginary ranking, where does it currently stand? Is it number one currently? Because it has to be, doesn't it, really? Well, I put it at two. Are we doing a point system here? No. We're not, we're not getting into that. Ugh. The thing is, you said you put it at three, Ross. I put it at two, and you put it as well at two, didn't you, Joe? Yeah. Oh, so are we like, are we doing this list objectively or are we doing it like based on our choices? Um, I think collectively it needs to be objectively, doesn't it? And then we'll go through our own later. Yeah. So objectively, I said hybrid theory would be one. And I think, well, that's why I would put it objectively. Okay. You happy with that, Joe? I'm happy with that. Yeah. For now. But now we may be taking over. I'll, I'll start. Argue, <laughs> yeah. I'll start arguing in about five minutes, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I know what's coming. Right, <laughs> there we go. Should we get into it? Should we? Let's get nuts. Because we're now we're going to go into an album they called Meteora. Meteora again, a metal classic. We can't argue that. A one that came out and was like, "Hey, this is Linkin Park." And it's Linkin Park again and again and again. It released, obviously, a load of bangers. We've got 
Somewhere I Belong. We've got Lying From You. We've got Faint. We've got Breaking the Fucking Habit. We've got From the Inside. And we've got Numb. And nobody's listening. We've got Session, which just makes me think of The Matrix. And that makes me smile. Lads, lads, lads. This is my least favorite Linkin Park album. Oh, yes. Man. Fuck, get out of here. Dear Lord. Sorry, sorry. I won't, I won't. I'll let you explain first about I'm, your No, 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 no. I can't, I can't, Miles. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think, we, Joe, I think we're just going to have to fucking give it up, mate. I think we're just done. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to say that. <laughs> I want to say that up front. Miles, talk to me about Meteor. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? You can't drop that and then just go, oh. no, no. Okay. All right. I'm, All right. I'm, 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 I'm saving it. I'm saving it. You know I'm going to have to spend like half... Well, I'm not, because I think uh, my other friend over here is going to be rebuttaling you significantly. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Meteora, Meteora, um, I think, is just about almost so close to being on the level with hybrid theory for me. It is very, very close to the same level of quality. Just because of the... The intensity and the meaning of the songs, I think, developed just a little bit more in this album. But I prefer the sound and the kind of raw intensity of Hybrid Theory um, of the two. But like Somewhere I Belong, I remember listening to that for the first time and I didn't really get it. It was only like I liked the song and I knew I liked it, but I think I was kind of like early teens, maybe like mid-teens by the time I properly started listening to it. And I, I just remember being sat and listening to it and I actually paid attention to like the lyrics and the music itself. And I was like, this is really fucking haunting. Like it's just really incredible how they've managed to do it. And it was the same with breaking the habit. I think that's just a phenomenal song. And I think you can really hear the kind of almost therapeutic process that Chester's going through when he wrote and then sang that song. Um, and as someone who, you know, has worked in mental health for a while now, it really resonates more and more the longer I've listened to it and the more <clears throat> experience I've gotten as I've grown into an adult and everything else. But I, there's just so many bangers on this album. I love Faint. I love Easier to Run. I love Hit the Floor. I love Lying from You. Oh, they're just all such good songs. And the fact that Numb is number 12 on this album, or number 13, rather. Do you imagine, right, listening to this album for the first time, like cast your mind all the way back. You've heard banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. And then you get to the last song, you think, ah, they're going to phone it in for the last one. You know, they've just got to fill up one extra track. And then you get numb and you just think, fucking hell. <laughs> like, how can there be such a level of quality to an album? Um, it's numb is just incredibly powerful. And it's like kind of um, in the end and crawling. I kind of see those two and numb is like the trio of like the ultimate known songs of linkin park that have like transcended across like genres and stuff like you can play numb crawling or in the end to anybody and they will usually know most of if not all the words um and it's just a really spectacularly written song the music video is great as well it's it's an unbelievably good album and the fact that they managed to make lightning strike twice and i know you're obviously not going to agree but for me, they made lightning strike twice. And although I slightly prefer hybrid theory, it is like by the thinnest of margins. But interestingly, that's on like how much I enjoy it. But I actually put this one really strangely down at number four on my list. Um, and I will get to explaining that 
Well, but, but I will say on my objective list, I have it at number two. I think it is objectively their second best album. And I think many fans would probably put it there. It's just, there are songs on other albums that resonated with me more and they carried those albums slightly higher. But I think as an overall package, that album is, or rather Meteora is is a better album overall. So I'm sorry, Joe, I have put it a little bit lower. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in you. I, I, I know, I know. I really, <laughs> this was the hardest one for me because I was trying to like put it into different places on my list and I was like, oh, this is really tough. So yeah, it ended up at number four, which actually kind of shocked me. It was like my biggest surprise of trying to do this list. Um, but there's just so many great songs on there. And again, it's one of those where it's like, I looked through the track list again and I was like, Jesus Christ, how did they do this? How did they make so many good songs? Kind of a surprising you got it so high, to be honest. Um, oh, don't, don't don't start that. He's starting. He's starting. <laughs> Sexo primal all over again. <laughs> so, uh, what is your favorite song in the album? So that's a bit of a tougher. Yeah. Um, I really like somewhere I belong. It just kind of clicks with me, and I love numb as well. And it is a really big toss up between the two because both of them have equal power to them. But I think just on the basis of the one that it was the first one I connected with properly, I'm going to go with Somewhere I Belong, just because it just meant that little bit more in terms of how I got in tune with it. Interesting. And what is your least favourite song? That was even harder. (laughs) Um, So I kind of... That's not cheating, I guess. I put Session just because it's like... It's a nice bit of music, but it's just a bit of music. It's not like a song per se. So I really like it. It like fills the album nicely, but it's kind of a uh, this is kind of like a bit of a filler track just to fill out the rest of the roster of it. So I went with that one. Would forward be there as well? Yeah, probably. It's the two of them are kind of interchangeable, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Bas- so basically instrumentals. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Fair, and fair I guess album, yeah. forward. I kind of, it's kind of just forgettable because it's only fourteen seconds long, whereas yeah. you know session just goes on for like two minutes and there's nothing that happens in it um it is a nice piece of music but it feels like it was meant to be a song and then just didn't end up a song much like the rest of the album uh oh. joe do you want to wow I love, with your... we, I love how you ended with that <laughs> uh right as this is a, a gaming podcast i'm gonna have to use the a gaming analogy uh for sequels or sequels could be films as well, but I'm going to go sequels of games uh, and then go into Liga Park. So he got Uncharted, right? And then he got Uncharted 2. Much superior. Much, much superior. As you can, I'm, I'm sure you could agree, Miles and Ross. He got Infamous and he got Infamous 2. Infamous 2, by far the better game. You've also I mean, got Spider-Man. Slight, slight disagree on that, but okay. <laughs> you also got Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man, not not the ones uh, on PS5 and PS4, like with the GameCube and PS2 ones. The, the, the Spider-Man 2 came out. Amazing, right? So then we have... Oh, yeah, I love Spider-Man new... games where you have to go and catch balloons for children. Oh, yeah, uh, those, those and, are my and, favorite. And pizza delivery, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, Joe's God. Pizza as well, amazing. Um, <laughs> pizza time. But, Oh, I see. You just like it because Joe's Pizza is in it. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Campbell narrated that game. That is like unbelievable for me. I love, I love that. I played so many hours of that game. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, Going to Liquor Park, back to to reality. 
Um, you got Hepatary, and then you have Meteora. Meteora, for me personally, is a much better album. I love, love, love Meteora, and it is definitely my number one. It is. That's why it's so shocking for for, for you, Miles, number four, and Russ, the last one. What is going on? Come on. I, I will explain later, I promise. <laughs> I think just like from, from start to finish, I absolutely adore this album. Uh, I think Somewhere Belong is my favourite League of Park song of all time. Uh, again, I think back to the, the music video of just the weirdness uh, and just kind of like it's so early 2000s. You look at it, it's like, <laughs> it's just, I love it. I, I listen to it all the time on Kerrang. I think sometimes it also does. God, this brings back good memories. Oh, um, yes, guys. Um, but no, I think this album, you know, you've got some, again, going through the song, Summer of a Long Fate, you've got Numb, uh, Breaking the Habit. These songs are like so deep. And like when you listen to the lyrics, you can tell, I mean, obviously knowing what Chester did and what Chester went through for all, all those years. Um, with uh, alcohol abuse and drug abuse and his his childhood and everything, like listening to the lyrics, is so powerful that like, even now, look going back to listen to the songs, um, like breaking the habit where he's like trying to again, obviously break break the habit of um, you know, alcohol abuse and drug abuse, and it's it's incredible. And I think for writing wise, it's one of the best. Um albums for sure that i've ever listened to um even though again it's very uh like grunge very kind of emo but that that's me <laughs> that's me in a nutshell uh, <laughs> nice. uh, I, exactly i just i love it and i think it's um again like hybrid theory it's got to be one of those albums where you have to listen to it um and i, I think if, if you don't like the other songs i think anyone would like faint i think faint is such a hype song like if you mm. if you're doing anything if you if you're going out <laughs> on for a few drinks or if you get ready for for some sports activity or anything like that, I think faint is unbelievable and it gets you hyped and within within two and a half minutes you're hyped and once that song is finished you're you're good you're ready to go um and I think when a song is so powerful that it ignites those feelings in you um it's you know you've got an absolute golden album and you're you're just you've you're having a good time when you listen to it and for me that's meteora um and that's why it's so high on my list fair absolutely fair uh what is your favorite song on the album jim summer belong yeah i was going back yeah it's my favorite favorite Linkin park song so hands down summer belong it's uh the the lyrics the the tune um and for me it's because it, 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 like thinking back to the te- my teens, like when when I listened to it, I was like, "Oh, where do I belong?" <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's just one of those where it's like, um, no matter you know what you're experiencing in life, you can go back and listen to that and like, yeah, maybe I was in a darker time back then, and when I, when I listen to the song, but now when I listen to that song, like you can, it's almost like it's with you for for your whole life. And for me, that song is yeah, it's it's always been there for me. I love it. And your least favorite song? Uh, yeah, again, I think these. Um, I think not including the instrumentals like forwards and session. I think like a maze song would be. I do love it as well, but it's just easier to run. 
it's just fuck get fucking out. <laughs> get I, I think uh, I, here you? we go. It is controversial you opinion. Absolute piece. Of... Okay, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. No, I'm pissed. He's pissed. He's pissed. Oh, dear. I mean, you put it. Number, you put it as number four. <laughs> I put the uh, album there. Not that song. <laughs> that song's clown. It's it's a good song. It's a good song, but I go for like the main songs. I I just I, yeah, it's it's not my favorite. And obviously with the the um the anniversary edition that just came out obviously you had one of the best songs which easily should have been on there uh was lost yeah i totally agree i was gonna say lost absolutely. is superb it's an absolute banger of a song and they should just they should just swap it out with easy to run and they'll be fine <laughs> yeah I, I swear to god joe me and you, we're, we're oh. not gonna be friends after this either yeah. now it's, it's interesting i was looking at the uh the rating of what it got uh, for Meteora and Metacritic, which um, can't have been like a massive thing back then, but it gave it, uh, or it, was it a thing back then? I'm not sure. But it gave it a 62 out of 100. That is wow. unreal. Though, isn't it? Critics are like, well, yeah. I'm sure Ross agrees with that score, but um, it's kind of that critic thing <laughs> of like, or like, I think fans of Linkin Park, generally speaking, yeah. um, appreciated it more than, whereas like critics with like metal albums, unless it's like Led Zeppelin, they're not really interested. No, of course, yeah, exactly, agreed. But no, yeah, I think um, if they had replaced "Easier to Run" with "Lost," this would be one of my favorite albums ever. Oof, um, yeah, but, that is it. Yeah, what yeah. is what is with you guys? I'm that kidding. song is so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right, Come on, okay, Roscoe, hit, hit us with it. I'm ready. I'm not Here ready. I just want to preface this. Uh huh. I still like this album. All right. You, okay. Can you qualify what "like" means to you? The least favorite Linkin Park album is still better than most albums. Okay, all right. Well, that all right. That gives me some platform. However, I don't think I'm still ready for what you're about the, to say. The fact that you've put Living Things ahead of Meteora. No, no, no. We'll get, let's we'll let's get to it. Let, oh, let's hear his completely wrong I'll step back. I'll step back. <laughs> I my only major issue with Meteora. It is full of bangers. I completely agree is that you could swap any song from Meteora with Hybrid Theory and nobody would notice. It is part and parcel the exact same album. That's why I think it's the perfect sequel. No, it... no, no. That's not what a sequel <laughs> <Perfect> is. Sequel. <laughs> it's, it's similar not... to the first. I swear similar. you just said Seagull instead of sequel as well. Just showing how angry you are. <laughs> there is a issue with this album that it's like, okay, Hybrid Theory was the best-selling album in the history of the universe. Let's just do it again. And that's exactly what this is. And what's wrong with that? It's not how Linkin Park operate, man. Right, you have that's not KFC, what they do. You, have a K- you, go, you go get KFC, you come back, you get something else in the menu, right? It's similar to what you had last time, but it's equally as good. Just think of Meteora like that. It's just a bigger bucket of KFC chicken. <laughs> you see, I'm not a fan of KFC chicken. That's a problem. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's this, that's this the problem, be, Joe. This could be another podcast. <laughs> this could be another podcast. I'll, I'll go through, right? I'll go through all the eateries. Okay, out fine. <laughs> Next week, ranking the KFC chicken. <laughs> I Now, this has taken me a long time. When I was 16, this album was everything to me. Okay. It's only since the evolution of the band that I've loved so much that I've realized what Meteora is, and it is just a carbon copy of Hybrid Theory. And that isn't, I think, 
how Linkin Park became who they are now and where they ended up going. And okay. I think that as great as Meteor is, I mean, come on, fucking numb, somewhere to, somewhere I belong, easier to run is a great song, Joe, let's be honest. Um, yeah, come on, Joe. Faint, Jesus Christ. No, I can't. Right, from, the in, from the inside? Come on. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I forgot about from the inside. That is an absolute banger. But, oh, so good. If anyone who isn't a hardcore Linkin Park fan, if I copied this album for someone and called it Hybrid Theory instead of Meteora, they wouldn't know the difference. Again, what's wrong with that? And that, it troubles me because that's not a Linkin Park album to me. A Linkin Park album is... It's got to be something Re- different. It's revolutionary. Highway Theory was revolutionary. Ooh, it was okay. evolutionary, you know? Okay. Minister like Midnight that. was a, an evolution, you know? Yeah. And Living Things, and then A Thousand Suns, and it everything became different. And Meteora, I think, is them scared to try that until they did. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. Highway Theory yeah. was so big for what it was. And looking back at it now, as an adult, I can see that there may have been some, some trepidation about being too different too soon. And okay. I I think Breaking the Habit is a great example of that because Breaking the Habit is so different to everything else on the album. There's no heavy guitars. There's no massive drums. There's no screaming. It is pure Chester singing over what is a relatively poppy beat. And that's, you know, we, we know the evolution of Linkin Park since then. And I think Breaking the Habit is a great example of where they ended up going. And where, like and what a they prototype. Wanted, yeah, exactly that. And what they wanted to do with you, you can already hear the evolution in Breaking the Habit. Um, but that isn't to dissuade the fact that Numb and Faint and Faint is a is is an all timer, isn't it? It's just a pure pure fair. But yeah, in terms of Linkin Park trying something new and different and, and and succeeding and being part of the evolution that became the band, I don't think Meteora fits well enough in that category for me. Okay. I guess in fairness, I think through the lens of, like you said, hybrid theory was so revolutionary. Like it came out of nowhere and it just blew the entire genre. Like I think Mike in particular blended so many genres into this whole new genre. And I think through that lens, hybrid theory was incredible because it managed to somehow do that. And while I don't like for me, I think it stands like Meteora stands on its own because of the quality of all the tracks. But I do think you have a fair point of like, it is an extension of an album that already existed. And I'd say out of the 13 tracks, 10 of them are exactly like you said, they're extensions of hybrid theory and you probably could swap them in and out. I do think Somewhere I Belong doesn't really fit hybrid theory that well. And I think Breaking the Habit is your good example of like, that was their prototype. I don't know. There's just something about the quality of the songs on there, I think carry it above some of their later albums even though they were trying different things there's sometimes experimentation which is good and then there's a little bit of experimentation i personally think they went down which deteriorated some of the quality of the actual songwriting itself um and that's why i'd consider meteora better than some of the other ones but i actually think you you've given a good rationale and i actually see your point with that i think you make a very fair and valid criticism of it thank christ which I don't agree with, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's allowed to be wrong. He still is wrong, but no, okay. I think it, it's interesting hearing different people's perspectives on it, because like, from my family, um, they all adore the first two albums of Linkin Park, and I think it's because of what you said, Ross, and it's because 
it is hybrid theory twice and i think they like the song and the style of that genre mm. and also it's kind of hard because you can't criticize lincoln park of then for sticking to what they knew and keeping with that genre which did so well but i think like you said now that we have the benefit of all their work afterwards you can kind of reframe it into a different perspective um but yeah i kind of grew up where those two albums were like part of my family's like nucleus like i genuinely (laughs) couldn't imagine like a party or a gathering of my family without one or many of those songs being played um but no i've got to say you've done a remarkably good job at not necessarily convincing me, but um, I can at least see the worth of your argument with it, I have to say. Wow, thank you very much. So well um, done. Cause, and um, that is when... the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much for listening. <laughs> That's going to be the caption, isn't it? I just... see the, valid- the validness of your argument. <laughs> just wanted to get that point out, and now we're done. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, best track for me is Breaking the Habit, just because of everything I said. Um, oh, It's just Chester's vocals on it are absolutely stunning. And um, I love, I love. It's it's one of the few songs that I can just about sing along to because I I'm not I'm, I ain't no screamer, you know what I mean. Um, my least favorite, I think, figure nine maybe. I'm just gonna throw that one out there. Oh, that's a bang of a song. That is that is that is a filler. It is a filler. What? It's heavy. It's powerful. Oh, it's straight off the faint. Oh god it's so good and it's in between breaking the habit and fate come yeah. on yeah oh. and it's like okay you listen to this, this but this, wait till this comes is next. gonna be a long podcast for me right? <laughs> i got to get a, can i pull myself a drink now please thank you you Just might need stress, like seven copies uh, we're two albums in and we're 45 minutes into the podcast <laughs> i love this this is exactly what i expected <laughs> to happen to it's only gonna get worse my friend it's only gonna get worse right so um, the ranking miles is Meteora better than Hybrid Theory. Um, no, I think it would come in at number two. Joe is Meteora better than Hybrid Theory? Yes. Fuck okay. off, Joe. I that's what I have to say. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. So you have two to Fine. one. Hybrid Theory so, remains number one for now. Okay, fair enough. Then. I mean, I hate you all, but sorry. Yeah, you suck, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> all it. right, now let's get wild with Minutes to Midnights. Linkin Park's third album and the one album where everyone went, I'm sorry, what? What's this? What's going on here? Hang on. No, no, no! Minutes to Midnight. It's fucking brilliant. I'm going to say that out loud. I'm going to say that right now. Um, really 2007, which seems like a long, long time ago now. Um, it became, well, for a lot of people, it's the Transformers album because of what I've done. Um, and I think it sort of gained a lot of popularity because of that. But this is the first album where they, you could see where Mike Shinoda's head was. I think he got a little bit bored with uh, screaming about how sad his life is when at this point he was probably a multimillionaire and it all kind of went wrong. But of course the heart and the emotion and the, the power of Chester was still very much in there. My favorite Linkin Park song ever is on this album. And um, I adore it for many, many reasons. There is two songs on here, which I cannot stand for the life of me. And I generally dislike them, but man, what an album overall. Um, Miles, Minutes to Midnight. Where were you when you 
first heard this new Linkin Park? Uh, so I can remember it quite vividly. I think I just started secondary school when this album came out. And it was the first one I listened to of my own accord, um, where it wasn't because of like my family having listened to it that I knew of it. Um, and this was also at the point that I have Joe to thank because this is when I met Joe pretty much, um, around this kind of time period. And Joe made me start to appreciate Linkin Park that much more. But this album for me, and I'm just going to come around and say it, it's top of the list for me. Um, which I'm sure you'll be <laughs> quite pleased about, Ross. Um, so this is my favourite one. And I think part of it is that, A, it was my first one that was mine. Like, it was the first to own as my own choice and my own, like, experience. Um, and when I look through the song track, I can almost kind of go back and exactly feel what I felt back then. So Given Up was, like, the ultimate rage song, just, like, that proper angst where you just want to go absolutely ballistic. And that 15-second scream, or whatever it is, is savage. I still, to this day, do not know how Chester managed to do that. Um, You've seen him do it live, right? Yeah, and it is honestly something to behold. It's one of the greatest things anyone could ever witness, I think. It was genuinely one of those moments in life where you're like, I am witnessing art in its physical form. Like I'm just experiencing something that is just incredible. Um, like leave out all the rest had to grow on me. But I think as I matured more through my teenage years, I appreciated it more. Bleed It Out, I think, is a fucking classic song. And I think it is, although it is known and people like it, I think it's criminally underrated for how good a song it actually is. Shadow of the Day, I think, is one of the best songs on this album, potentially the best. And I love the the I think when you talked about like the change of style, I think Shadow of the Day is the first one that really nails like this new direction that they were taking. Um and it was quite wondrous. What I've done is what I've done. Unfortunately, it's been overplayed to fuck. Like you said, because of Transformers and Michael Bay. And the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi even does his hello there to it now, just there's just Come something. On, how great is that it. video though? It's like our two favorite things merged into one. <laughs> like <laughs> just for context, there is a TikTok of um there's like a meme of like if this film or this film was made in 2007. And they took the new series Obi-Wan Kenobi and put the last 10, 20 seconds of it to what I've done by Lincoln Park. And it just works so beautifully. <laughs> it's stunning it's the Love build it. stuff as well it's the do, 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 as he's walking up to him and you're like oh my god he's gonna do it he's gonna do it he's gonna do it Hello I'm, gonna have to, what I'm gonna have to install tiktok for this i'm gonna have to. Oh, we'll, we'll have to forward it to you because it is please, 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 sensational. Please, please. magic um i'm gonna not talk about hands held high because i know you have a lot to say about it roscoe so i'm gonna leave that one for you i personally quite liked it i think at the time that i was out at school and weirdly sorry i just threw up my mouth a little bit i I know i know i think weirdly part of it was because i was starting to study like um like religious studies and i was thinking about like ethics and philosophy and like english um language and stuff like interpretations and different perspectives and all kind of stuff and so i think that song maybe just on like a lyrical level maybe just hit a bit more with me no more sorrows great valentine's day that was like a proper emo song for me like it was a proper just be sad and sit in my own shit and just be angry at the world. Um, in between, I think is decent. In pieces, I went through a phase of it was just my favorite song for ages because it's just got this really visceral, like 
hatred in it. And I know that sounds really odd to really like a song, but it, I think when you don't really understand like your own emotional like capacity as much as you do as you get older, like songs like that just really hit like a certain chord uh, with people. And that one just struck a chord when I was going through a phase where I just genuinely like hated some things, but didn't understand like the feeling and the emotion of it. And that song kind of gave me like a, a way to channel and experience that. And that is exactly why I love this album is because each of these songs gave me a way of expressing something that I, at the time, I don't think I could express. And this album just gave me a means to do that. Um, and it is weird thinking about it. Like I was a angsty teenager like taking so much meaning from like a set of songs written by people who weren't really talking about my life or whatever. Um, and we're talking about lots of social issues within this one, but it just struck like something in it just struck. And even to this day, I still go back and listen to these songs and they're the kind of songs I won't listen to when I'm doing something. I will just sit to listen to them and just soak them in. Um, and it's very rare that I ever have an album that makes me do that. Um, but this one really, really does. And whereas future albums have certain songs that do that, this entire album, for the most part, manages to achieve it. Um, I know not everyone was a fan of the political, societal commentary that was within it. I don't really care. I think it's worth it on its own merits. I think the quality of the songs, the quality of the lyrics and the messages that they try to convey and Chester's like voice in them, I just think it stands more than worthy of having a message and something to say. Um, yeah, I think it's a wonderful album. Genuinely, I think it's one of the most mature and well, I guess, put together albums that I think Linkin Park did. Um, and it's also incredibly cohesive because it's still got the rock stuff in it, but it's got more to it than just the rock stuff, which I imagine is why you probably quite liked the majority of it. Um yeah, I could talk about this album till the ends of times, but I'm just going to stop there and stop going on about it. But I love this album. It's top of my list. It's the one that really made me a proper fan and actually made me appreciate them. I love that. I love that. Isn't it great when music can do that? It really was. Like It felt a bit like magical. Like mm. Nothing up to that point had really gotten it. And then... I had a couple of songs like Sum 41 did that were quite similar that just captured that emotion at the time. Um, but this album did a lot of that work. And also, fun story that I think I should add. <laughs> Me and Joe. <laughs> Do you know what story I'm going to tell, I, Joe? I know, what, I know what's coming. <laughs> I, I am embracing it. I love it. <laughs> so, funny story. When I was in secondary school, I started a YouTube channel and did like gaming-related videos. So I do like Metal Gear-related ones primarily. And it actually did all right. I got up to like a thousand subscribers back in like 2006, 2007, which at the time was nothing to scoff at. And I had like 90,000 views or something on all the videos that I did. Um, and so I told Joe about this and Joe was like, that sounds like a really cool idea. We should do this. <laughs> so what we did was we would play Gears of War split screen. So we'd go one on one. And in order to film it, we did it at Joe's house. And he got a stool and stacked a bunch of like game cases and books on top of each other. And you had this like really small, tiny like video camera thing, which we'd have to balance at the top of this like set of books. And then we, in terrible quality, recorded this horrible gameplay of us playing Gears of War. We put it on YouTube. 
<laughs> and we put Shadow of the Day as the backing music for it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it is so fucking shit. But at the time, it was so good. Like, we were so excited. We'd, like, get onto Joe's laptop and be like, oh, my God, we're going to do it. Like, we're going to upload it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to get so many views. Like, it's so deep that we put Shadow of the Day behind Gears of War. <laughs> It was honestly <laughs> tragic. So, so tragic. But it's still one of my favorite stories and also why I love the album. Is this wish, still live? I it, wish it, it, it I will wish be somewhere. It wasn't. Are you reckon it still is? It will be somewhere. We just, I can't remember what the name of the account was. So oh, I have man. no idea how to find it anymore. But it must be in the ether of YouTube somewhere. I get, like, I'm going to do this in the background. If I can find it, I'll link it. Oh my God, please, please. I bet it's been copyrighted to fuck at this point. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, actually. That's the only thing. Down. Yeah, exactly. They, I think it was what I've done as well that we put on. Or oh, was it No More did. Sorrow? I already can't remember. It was, it was, it was bit... No More Wasn't it No More Sorrow, I think? Yeah, it could have been No More Sorrow, but it shadowed 100% that shadow of the wow. day. That, that, that brings back vivid memories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We also well, did, so um, we did a GTA 4 one to um, Ballad of JC Lane. By, by uh, <laughs> which is also equally tragic all right oh. if we can find this video i'm going to put it in the description for the podcast oh please so you please. can go and see it also my friends wow so apart from um amen amen stupid song um what is your favorite song on the album oh this is actually really really hard for me so I adore Bleed It Out, I adore Shadow of the Day, I adore In Pieces, and for its own reason, I also really like Valentine's Day. If I had to pick one that I think best encapsulates my connection to it, I would probably pick Shadow of the Day. I think quality-wise, it is the best. It captured their feel of what they were going for at the time. Um, But In Pieces, on a personal level, is one I would probably choose to listen to if given the choice of the entire album. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Not the ones I expected. I like that. Yeah. Um, what is your least favorite song on Minister Midnight? Uh, wakes fine, I guess. Um, little things. We can't, get... we can't keep choosing instrumentals. Oh uh, yeah. Favorite. All right. Yeah. That's that is fair. I'm cheating a little bit on it. Um, okay. I think the little things give you away is fine. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of that song. So I'm sorry, but I think fucking cretin. I know. I know. I know. But yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm sticking with it. And I thought I was going to be the problem with this podcast. You are going to be the problem with this. <laughs> wow. Wow. I actually feel myself getting angry. That's really weird. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I'm just trying I'm to... really, like, really sad about that. I just uh, want to make it as rage-fueled as possible. I think it's good for the content, you know? <laughs> for the content. Yeah, we're all about the content here, aren't we? Uh, Joe, Minister Midnight. I, I'm about to ruin Bleed It Out for everyone that listens to this, right? So Bleed It Out is about the worst thing that you can think of. And do you know what it is? Miles Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> it's, a, it's about tampons. No, it's and not. Do, and do you know why? No. Because you're digging deeper. Just to throw it away. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> Stop whatever you're doing and just... I was wondering at what point was I going to start to edit this place. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so it, it begins. So Found it. it. 
it's just whenever I talk, basically. <laughs> it's just, uh, so basically, yeah. Um, again, you you nailed it, or both of you nailed it with uh, Transformers. It just reminds me of Transformers so much. Uh, what I've done is a absolute classic song. Um, it's again one of those songs where it was always on Kerrang. It was always it always started with the grass like sinking deeper into the ground. If you know what I mean, if you've seen the what I've done music video, but yeah, yeah. it's just the start of the guitar as well. I just uh, I love it. It's just it's one of those things again where you, you know not to skip the channel. You know you know when there's uh, it's just that moment. I love it. Um, again, it, it's got my second um favorite song of all time for Liquor Park. Uh, which is super angsty, super angry. It's got the longest scream in all the songs. It's given up. And I love, love the song. And to this day, I I listen to like covers, which obviously don't do it justice, but I just love listening to other people kind of uh, getting their own kind of screaming. And, you know, the 15, 16, 17 seconds screaming. I love it. Um, and kind of their own variety of it, but um, no one's gonna be the be the original, of course. But I think with uh, with this album, obviously, yeah, it was a big departure from from uh, Hypotheria Meteora. Um, I think it was the first album that they worked with Rick Rubin. Um, I think it was the the record who they worked with, and he he'd worked with some big names before. I'm just on his uh, page at the moment. I think it was um, like Def Jam. Uh, I think Metallica was in there. Um, but some big names. Um, and obviously with Liquor Park is definitely one of them. Um, but with this album, again, bringing back memories of me and Miles. Uh, it was in 2007 when I moved to, to Jersey. And that's where I met Miles in secondary school. And we would go and like every Friday I would go back to his and we would, you know, play loads of games and like just listen to Liquor Park the whole time. Just nothing else apart from Liquor Park. It was just, it was just one of those where it's just listening to Liquor Park and especially this album. Um, it's, you can listen to it repeat. Um, and the, the, in my list, it is number three. Like it for me, it doesn't hit the heights of Hyperdaria Meteora, but. Um, there's some it's a longer album i was looking at the, the kind of the, the lengths of each album and this is a slightly longer i think because of the little things to give you away the six minutes uh it does make it longer but it's um easily as kind of listenable compared to um number one and two but uh fun fact actually in the little things that give you away uh well fun fact personally is that it's got one of my favorite lyrics in it um and it is, um, here we go. All you've ever wanted was someone to truly look up to you and six feet underwater, I do. And I don't know why, but that's kind of always resonated with me. It's like, you know, someone, you know, someone out there, like a friend or like a, um, or a family member that, you know, so, you know, someone wants someone to, you know, look up to them and, you know, be like a role model. Uh, and then, you know, I you you do give a lot of effort. You you know you, you you do look up to them, but they're just not realizing it. And um, it's sometimes it's you know you give a lot of effort to friends and they don't give it back. And it's just it's tough. 
especially in teenagers where it's awkward <laughs> where you, you have you have friends at school and it's you know um it's, it's a difficult time because you're awkward you're an awkward teenager <laughs> and listen to these lyrics that always kind of resonate with you uh, and i think especially with uh, lyric writing linker park is is top tier i love it um but yeah yeah i think with 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 minutes to midnight um it also has uh, talk about bonus songs because i do love my bonus song uh no roads left and it hasn't got chester in it but it is my one of my favorite liquor park songs is just mike schnoder singing and it's so rare because i think that was the first time where it was just him singing um and i think it's easily one of the best and annoyingly it's not on the main album and probably not a lot of people heard it but not no roads left is easily one of my favorite tracks on that album I would agree with that as well. Um, Shinoda, when he started to find his voice, he was, um, yeah, turned out to be a great vocalist. And it, it kind of, like, going back through the albums, I wish he did more. <laughs> like, I just listened to it. I was like, put some more mic on there. Like, I know he's rapping and everything, but he had such a, such a cool, like, unique voice. Yeah. I loved it. Was, it was um, in between, wasn't it, on Minutes of Midnight that he sung as well? Oh, he did, actually. Yes. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Let me apologize to begin with. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think with that, yeah, that and numbers left, I loved it. Fantastic. Uh, so what is your favorite track on Minister Midnight? Favorite track, uh, Given Up, has to be. And it's the heaviest. It's the, for me, I, I love heavy songs. Like, I, I just love metal music, rock music, anything hard rock, love it. And so need, for me. Yeah, I'm going to need a rendition of the 60 second scream from you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wish I could do that far. Um, but now with the yeah, we've given up. I love it. It's, it's so unique. Obviously, with this, I'm sure there are other songs that I haven't listened to every other song out there. But uh, it's so unique where it's you know there there is no other song like it. Where it's so heavy, so brutal, and it's got keys, keys and it as an instrument. How many songs do you have that? <laughs> It just sounds so simple, but the dangling your keys at the start of the song is just so, you know, it just brings back good memories. I love it. It's a it's a fantastic song. And your least favorite song? Least favorite song? Oh, there are so many bangers on this album. Uh, I, I kind of want to say instrumental, but it's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with. Oh, you, make, you guys might hear me, but it's in between. Yeah, all right. I can be, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, hands held high. I'll leave that to you, obviously, Ross, but... Uh, oh, man. <laughs> um, oh. oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I think, Thanks, everyone. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I think the live rendition of that song... He, I think they, you know, because a lot of Lick Apart songs, when they do it live, they remix it with another song. Yeah. I think that's one of the songs they've remixed it with a different song. So it's it's not the full track. So it kind of helps people like you who hate the song. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Miles, I've sent you the uh, Kenobi What I've Done video to your email if you want to send it on to Joe. Thank you kindly. I will forward it immediately. Oh, um, please. I need this. I'll give an update as well. I thought I'd found the channel, Joe, but I didn't. However, oh. I did discover that one of my videos I made 16 years ago, I discovered, got 160,000 views. It, was this Metal Gear? 
Yeah, it was one of the Metal Gear ones I did. Oh which my is god, that's amazing. Wild. That like, oh, man. how would I have been? Like 12, 13 year old me managed to do a video like that. That's pretty wild. Wait, bring it back. Remix. Why, why are you not making videos for finger guns? Uh, this was like 16 years ago. <laughs> it's a very different space now. Very different space. Yeah, but, but all I hear I is excuses. All I, hear I is would excuses. be. I would actually be quite keen. I just need to learn how to do all the video editing the, properly. You, you, you just. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that on you. Don't worry. You haven't got <laughs> enough time in your life to be a video editor as well. I'd find a way, one way or another. <laughs> okay, minutes to midnight. I mean, I'm with Miles. This is my all-time favorite Linkin Park album, and I say that not liking at least a third of it because. The highs are so high that the lows just don't even matter to me, really. Um, there is such wonder in this album and such kind of like just beauty, even in giving up, you know. I remember going to see these guys live for the second time, I think. Um, they were being supported by Lost Profits, so that was fun. And... Um, it was, yeah. We didn't know then. We didn't know then. It was a different well, time. Lo- the thing is, I loved Lost Profits. Mate, I uh, loved Lost Profits. I, I am, well. I'm still gutted. Still gutted that I can't listen to them anymore. Like, I, I, I think the other day I had to go on Spotify and I was I was, I was, was just typing Lost to, for, for Linkin Park for Meteora. And then Profits came up. I was like, do I do it? <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't do it to myself. But that, uh, what was that song um, uh, about the train? Last train home. Last train home. Yeah. Oh my goodness, love it. Sorry, Karen. Should I be versus I, Dragon Ninja? Oh yes. Oh my god. Oh. Kerrang! That that song was always on Kerrang. I loved it. Fuck you, Ian Watkins, for ruining everything. Um, yeah, he is he's an awful, awful an guy. Awful, ro- awful human being. Hopefully, he rots in prison. Fuck that guy. Anyway, and um, if he's listening, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Also, how dare you listen to our podcast? Fuck off. Um, <laughs> He's no Fuck you. I love that. Oh, God. Um, at the time, we were rocking out to Lost Profits, waiting for Lincoln Park. It was one of the one of the greatest nights of my life back then. And I remember watching Chester do the scream and giving up, and it blowing my mind because I was with some friends, old school friends at the time, and we were like. There's no way he can do that live. He can't. No, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. He's great, but you can't do that and then just carry on singing the rest of the no, You can't. Your voice, vo- vocal cords just don't work that way. And I, I'm, a, you know, those unmistakable first chords of giving up. I'm like, oh shit, it's given up. And we look at him like, he can't. Nah, there's no way. There's no way. And it just carries on. It carries on. He's singing it absolutely note perfect all the way through. And then it kicks in. And we're like, put me out of my misery. And then we're like, okay, he's not going to hold, he can't hold it for that long. And then he does. And the entire room is in stunned, like silence. No one's screaming. No one's jumping up and down. We're watching just this absolute master of his own vocal cords, this master of his craft, screaming. And then he just carried on singing the rest of the song. Like, it never happened. And I don't understand how a human being can do that. And I remember thinking at that moment, well, that's it. He cements his place as the greatest vocalist I've ever seen live. 
and he remained that for you know up until he passed and he probably will do for the rest of my life and i've seen i've seen prince and bowie and michael jackson and chester just outperformed all of them you've seen michael jackson i've seen michael jackson yeah what year uh 1997 holy shit that's awesome at wembley oh what yeah, I was in his backing troop for Hill the World. In I was part of the production. It's a long story. We'll go through it another day. What? Um. Anyway, what? You can't just say it so, and carry on. Joe's mind is exploding right now. <laughs> what? what? The what? thing is about giving up, right? <laughs> I'm um. And um. Yeah. And then giving up is just a masterpiece. And I love leave out all the rest. I can't listen to that song really anymore because I find it. I find it too hard. Um. It's just it's it's such a considering everything that happened. It's such a poignant, beautiful song. Um, it was the first one because you know I like to write songs and perform songs and stuff and record things. And I remember when Chester died, I thought, well, I need to say something because everyone knows how much of a fan I was. And I couldn't put any words out. I couldn't. I couldn't. Just couldn't write down how sad I was. So I ended up singing "Leave Out All the Rest," um, just like a just just a pure acoustic version of it. And it was really cathartic. And I've not listened to that song since then um, because it just reminds me too much of everything that's gone down and how sad it was. And, but that song is just—it's so powerful. It's just—it's such a such a sad song. Bleed it out, you know. It's just an absolute. It's a stone cold classic. I love it. Uh, Shadow of the day is beautiful. What I've done again, you know. It's the Transformers song, but it's just a—you know—it's a work of art. Hands held high. Look, I know we talked about this in a very drunken state in the cricketers that night when we decided to finally do this. My but face, this, man. Shock. Sugar. This. This is not a good song. That, mm. It's not even a bad League Apart song. It's just a bad song. How right? dare you? It's such a good song. How uh, dare you? Apart from the chorus. Hey, I don't I like the chorus. I think it works. So apart from the chorus, You're wrong. I actually think it is a really decent song. The lyrics, the lyrics are actually really good. I like the fact that Mike just lets rip and he's just like, no, holds barred. And it it has again one of my favorite uh, lyrics uh, when the rich wage war is the poor who die and that that again love that lyric it, it, again a masterclass of writing lyrics system over down said it better <laughs> god damn it <laughs> to, to be fair he's not wrong <laughs> right why yeah. do presidents fight the war why do they always send the poor why do presidents fight the war why do they always send the poor it's the same line but, yeah, but yeah. Is, this <laughs> a, is this a system of down podcast it will be. Welcome to the System of a Down <laughs> ranking album podcast. We're going to make so many sub podcasts. <laughs> <out of> this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Hansel, so it's just it's just not for me, and it, it ranks as my least favorite Linkin Park song ever. Ouch. Um, that, there are far worse songs. There really aren't. But uh, there are. We're going to get to them. I mean, there's no. Oh God, there there definitely is. <laughs> um, no more sorrow. I like it. You know, it's fine. It's um, again, I like Jessica being angry. That's always a, a hugely entertaining thing. Um, the subject matter, I'm not, you know, I, I, I was one of those fans. I was like, no, now Linkin Park are all rich and famous. I got nothing to be sad about, apparently, instead of just <laughs> screaming at the government. But, you know, they're the kind of band that should be screaming at the government because they have a massive, they have, they have a massive fan base. And, um, you know, they're using their platform for good and that's fine. Um, it's just not one of my favorite songs. Uh, Valentine's Day, I can give or take, uh, personally. In between, I'm not a fan of in pieces. I'm not huge on. However, the little things give you away is my all-time favorite Linkin Park song, Mars. 
Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. This is number one. <laughs> oh, oh dear. It is a really good song to be fair. Uh, it's fine. This is Chester at his absolute peak. His so vocals his vocals on this song are unbelievable. He doesn't scream, but it's the yeah, it's the melody in his but voice. It's, it's yeah, it's beautiful. Just, this is the proof that if you go from giving up to this, yeah. that's the range of this dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. He can do both perfectly. Yeah, that is fair. And you know the fact that the album closes with this and opens with "Given Up" is such a it's such a dichotomy. It's such a you know this song is it's so beautifully written as well. And I love I don't know how to explain it, but just before the song kicks in, sort of right at the end, where the guitars come in, there's this little drum solo that Rob does, and I absolutely love it. It's only like ten seconds or fifteen seconds. But if you go back and listen to it, it's like it shouldn't fit with the rest of the song. It shouldn't synchronize. It shouldn't. It shouldn't work. But it does. And every time I try and you know just like tap along to it, I can't do it because I simply don't know where it's going, and I still don't really know now. And I remember when I saw them at that show. Um, I think it was in Cardiff actually. Um, I was really hoping that they would do the little things give you away live because I'd heard that they weren't doing it. Um, on the tour and I was gutted because obviously it's my favourite song and I wanted to hear him perform it and I wanted to see Chester sing it and I was sort of really anxious that they weren't going to perform it and then they did it was their last song before before they broke into you know One Step Closer and Numb and stuff for the encore and I remember visibly crying it was like it was so emotional for me because you know, that song doesn't hit me in a certain way. You know, it's, I don't really feel when I listen to it, it's about anyone or about me or about, you know, any sort of personal thing that I've ever gone through. But it just hits me as like, it's a story about someone else. And it's such a sad story. And to hear that and then to hear Chester perform it in the way that he does and have it sound so perfect. And, you know, he adds, when he, when it's live, he adds all these little inflections and ups and downs as well with it. And throughout the whole song, I was just I was just in tears, and my mates weren't in tears. They were just sort of bumming along to it. And this girl that was standing in front of me, um, she had red hair and blue eyes. She was very pretty, and um, she turned around and she just gave me a massive hug. And I'll never forget that. And it was just a moment. It was a really surreal moment that you know I was looking up at my favorite band there before my favorite song. And I was just so caught up in the moment that that song is just going to live with me forever. Because I remember, I don't know if this happened, right? I don't, I felt like Chester looked at me in the eyes during that song. And I don't 100% know if that was real or if if I dreamt it afterwards, but I'm pretty sure that he did. And I can't get that image out of my mind. I know that sounds really weird, but it's just one of those things that I just live with now. And it was just like, it was so surreal. And it was so beautiful, and the, the the beauty and the energy of that song. Every time I hear it, I just I lose it because it's just it's just perfect. And um, yeah, I'll stop talking now. But yeah, Menace in Midnight is my all time favorite album with my all time favorite song and my least favorite song. Go figure. That's quite the uh, quite the dichotomy Wait, in the music th- choice. There was a second least favorite song in that album for you i think i remember you saying that what was the album? oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh um in between okay fair yeah i don't i don't hate yeah. it but it's like it's it's a skip you know yeah Oof. it's a skip 
So yeah, I think I've already explained my my my, two, my, my favorite and my least favorite. I think that's pretty damn obvious. Um, yeah, little things and hands out high. I can't believe hands out high is on this album, ruining it all for me. But wow. it's uh, Such it a is it is it is my favorite uh, my favorite Linkin Park album by quite a margin, to be honest. Um, all right then, my God. We're nearly an hour into this. We've still got four albums to go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Strap in, boys. Right, Miles, is Midnight's Midnight better than Hybrid Theory and Meteora? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, come no, on, it, you it, just said that. It, it isn't <laughs> objectively, no, but to me it is. So I'm going to oh. say, uh, fuck it, I'm, I'm going all in. I'm saying, yeah. Oh, he's, he's got Joe is losing his mind. Joe's like, why am I on this? It's a stab. It's a stab at a heart. Well, to be fair, it, it brings back good memories with, with you, Miles. So exactly. I like, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Joe, is Medicine been like better than Hybrid Theory and Meteora? No. Or Hybrid Theory and Meteora? Do it. No. no. Do it. It's, it, it. Well, for me, it's number three. So it sits beneath those two. So personally, but objectively, that it's. Oh, he's been outranked again for the second time in a row. <laughs> God damn you guys. How dare you be logical you and rational-minded. <laughs> so, Listen, right, we weren't here to do a good list. We're here to do a fun list. <laughs> number one is our Minutes of Midnight. Number two, yeah, Hybrid yeah. Theory. Number three, Meteora. Oh, God, guys. Come on. It sounds about <laughs> perfect, to be honest. I can't wait to ruin it some more. It sounds about right so far. Mm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get ruined. Like... Knowing both of your kind of lists at the moment is oh, the next hour is going to go meant. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, I'm going to sabotage. No, I'm not actually even going to sabotage. <laughs> it. It's just my opinion. <laughs> my opinion is sabotage. Okay, <laughs> this should be fun. Next up is a thousand suns released in 2010. This album, if you thought Minister Midnight was controversial, ladies and gentlemen. Good lord. Along came this thing, which rocked the foundations of many a Linkin Park fan upon its release. Um, even to the point that when the first single, The Catalyst, was first revealed on Kerrang, I verbally hated it. Like, no, I'm not having Linkin Park do EDM. Okay, this is not happening. Not happy with this. I've grown to love this album. I think it's awesome. But. Back in the day, when the Requiem and the Radiance, two instrumentals to start an album. Very odd. Burning in Disguise, Empty Spaces, When They Come For Me, Robot Boy, Giordano Del Muerto, Waiting For The End, Blackout, Rectors and Kings, Wisdom, Justice and Love, Iridescent, Fallout, Out, The Catalyst and The Messenger. This album is something, and I think it warrants a bit of a discussion because it was completely left field and something that, well... As I said, shook the foundations of Linkin Park fans. You either loved it or you fucking hated it. And then you got older and realized, actually, this is very, very good. Um, at least from, at least in my opinion. Uh, Miles, a thousand sons, eh? Yeah, a thousand of them. Not just mm. one son. All the thousand. All the thousand. Okay, so this album was the first time I realized I could like something that everybody else hated. <laughs> Because oh, well I, done. Re- I really like this one. Even when it came out, I really enjoyed it. And it probably has one of my least favorite songs on it, but it also has a couple of my favorite songs as well. So 
it was a very much a mixed bag and i do understand the dislike towards it like having two instrumentals and like a bunch of other tracks on here um interestingly having just watched oppenheimer i never realized that the speech in one of the early instrumentals um is open oh wait oppenheimer 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 whatever Oppenheimer sounds like the porno version of Oppenheimer. Oh, well, here we go. Maybe, maybe it's that porn director from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See, it all comes back around again. Um, so yeah, so from Oppenheimer, I never realised way back when that that speech was from that. Um, and then having just watched the movie, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, in terms of what I like, Burning in the Skies is one of my favourite Linkin Park songs ever. And I cannot explain really to you why... I just love the melody of it, and I, I was so addicted to it at the time, I used to just play it on repeat for, like, weeks, and I didn't really have to listen to anything else. And I remember uh, whatever FIFA it was, it would have been FIFA 10 or FIFA 11, um, I uploaded <laughs> that song onto there, because at the time you could upload your own tracks onto that playlist, and I just uploaded that track, and I just had it on repeat for whenever I was in the arena. Um And joke and a test, I played a lot of FIFA 10. That, back that brings back good memories, man. Oh. Yeah, those that, those few of the games were peak. I loved on, it. Yeah, those were like peak times. It was like peak card FIFA era. It was good, good times. Um, another funny story. I beat Joe six two on FIFA ten, and at the time, Joe was like resident FIFA king. He beat everyone all the time ever, and he didn't talk to me for a week afterwards. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's also one of my favorite memories. Um, uh, so, I still haven't beaten Miles in a video game. Although we don't play many one-on-ones, do we? In any video game. In any... We haven't played... Like I say, we haven't played many kind of like PvP games. We play PvE, don't we? Yeah, we mainly play kind of co-op stuff, to be fair. We do play, but... uh... 1v1 him on Rocket League. See how it goes. Oh, my God. uh, (laughs) Should 1v1 me on MGS4? Oh, God. (laughs) What was the the MGO? Yeah, it was was Metal Gear Online 2 on MGS4. Yeah, I I generally think the only thing that I have probably stand a chance on is probably Overcooked. Oh, because I God, think that, that game is so that, hard. Because that game makes Miles rage, as far as I can tell. Um, it, it does make me angry. Yeah, and I'm pretty calm. Yeah. I'm pretty calm. Pretty calm, chef. You know. Oh. Anyway, oh, can play to you. You're a better. <laughs> you're a better man than I. <laughs> um. So yeah, burning in the skies. I think is just a really beautiful song, and I know not everyone particularly likes it, but it was one that really just kind of stuck with me, and I just adored it. And for that, I think that song alone carries a lot of the, the a lot of the album for me. Um, and Robot Boy is one of my most hated songs of theirs. I just absolutely despise it, and every time it comes on, I skip it instantly. I just, you I just don't like it. You're not gonna say because <sighs> no one no will fight, fight for, for you. you. Ugh, it's just whiny. I don't like it. <laughs> Um, Waiting for the End, I think, is also a bit of an underrated one um, in terms of it feels quite Linkin Parky, but just with a whole new kind of direction attached to it. Um, Blackout, I never really got on with that well. It feels like old Linkin Park, but without the like the actual intensity. It kind of feels like Chester's trying to do everything he can to make that song good. And as much as he tries, the song itself just isn't. Um, and then Iridescent, The Catalyst and The Messenger... I absolutely love all three of those songs. So Iridescent, I think, is just really beautiful. Again, just like a really melodic, melodic? I don't know, Um, kind of tune and carried by some really just powerful vocals uh, by Chester. 
Um, I didn't know you were a fan of Westlife. Did it? What? <laughs> Are they in that? No, it reminds me. Just, just, just reminds me of Westlife. It, it is. It is. Yeah. To be fair, I can kind of see it. To be fair, <laughs> um, I just think the way Chester sings it is just really stunning. Like his yeah, voice just goes to like a whole new level in that song. Um, I think the catalyst was a weird song because when it first came out, everyone was like, what the hell is this and what's going on here? Um, but the more, again, it's one of those that kind of grew on me. The more I listened to it, the more I was like, the actual beat of this is class. And like, again, Mike's just very good in it. Um, it just had a certain feel to it that I just kind of grew into. And then the messenger for me is just one of those songs where it's like, you can just hear like Chester's raw, like vocals, but in just like a really, it's sort of subdued in some of how he's singing it, but it's also very powerful at the same time. And I feel like that's a very interesting mix to be able to work into one song. And I think it works so well that it's just like a guitar and Chester and everything else is kind of tuned out. And that'll be a theme of like a couple of other of my favorite songs um, are quite similar in style. So it's weird because the album itself, a lot of it is either just instrumentals or just random things kind of thrown in and it's kind of like a storybook as an album which means that although it's very cohesive if you listen to it from the start all the way through to the end consecutively it's a very weird bunch of like tracks if you don't listen to them in order um and so i can really understand why people were just very against the album and didn't really enjoy it as much but i think when it hits its highs and what it's going for i think it's some of like the purest Linkin Park like perfection of how they do music and how they like to try to like you say kind of revolutionize or evolutionize what they do and it just felt very distilled it was like Mike was like I have this idea I want to make this work and Chester was like fuck it let's do it and then when Chester's given the opportunity to shine he does and when Mike gets the opportunity to make like the tunes and the beats and everything else it just really comes together but it's just a bit more few and far between when it hits those moments um but i think iridescent is just a beautiful song and burning in the skies will always be one of my favorites um and i think also one of the bonus tracks around this time was blackbirds was that right joe i feel like it was and i was lit i was going to bring this up uh later on so i was fucking obsessed with that song blackbirds is easily one of my favorite i love that song uh but i'll again i'll talk i'll talk i'll talk about that uh in a bit yeah so um, the reason I bring that up is I was absolutely obsessed with Blackbirds. Like whenever I was feeling in like those really kind of low places or just really struggling, like Blackbirds was one of those songs that I would go to and I would just sit in my shit and that song would just kind of carry me through that. Um, so like I said, when it hit those moments of like when they just captured the right kind of tracks, the right beats, the right lyrics, I think this album really does shine. Um, I just think there's a lot of skippable stuff in between and around it. But like Blackbirds, Burning in the Skies, Iridescent, you know, The Messenger, there are some absolute banging songs on this album. Um, And I think it's a lot higher in terms of maturity level again than the original stuff. And I think that's a bit more of an acquired taste. But yeah, this album really did stick with me as well. And I appreciated it even when it first came out, probably more so than some other people did. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful they did this one. I think it was a real risk. And I think as much as they 
factored in their reputation, I really applaud them for going for it, regardless of what the reception would be. And I think like you've touched on, Russ, I think that's really commendable and what makes Lincoln Park the Lincoln Park that we appreciate now. Yeah, I agree. It's a concept album, isn't it? It's an album that has to be listened to from beginning to end um, for it to for it to work. You know? Yeah, and, 100%. Um, that is... There's no wasted air. There's no, like, quiet second. It just flows. The whole thing just flows as one cohesive unit. And um, that's what's so... That's what's so friggin' awesome about it. Um, yeah. What is, what is your favourite song on A Thousand Suns? Yeah, it's going to be Burning in the Skies. Um, Blackbirds, obviously, we can't include it because it's... Well, we can include it, but I think as much as I love Blackbirds, I think Burning in the Skies is the... For this album, it works the most succinctly and cohesively. And I think it just captures the feel of the album the best. Um, and there's just something about the lyrics of it, of like, I'm swimming in the... Of the what is it? Like, I'm swimming in the smoke of like... The faces I've burned. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like it's all about regret. And it's like coming to terms with your regrets and moving forward. And like, I just, there was something about it at the time that really just got me. So, yeah, that's my favorite by far. Oh, man. What a song. A quick shout out to uh, Kat, who's loading up Baldur's Gate 3 right now on her (laughs) shiny laptop. She's going to be getting very excited right about this point. (laughs) Yeah, people are going crazy for that game. So, yeah, it's uh, living up to the hype, I, I believe. Um, and your least favorite song on Minister? No, not Minister Midnight. A Thousand Sons. Yeah, that one's easy. It's Robot Boy. Fucking sucks. Hate the song. You say oh, you're just... not gonna fight. Come on. I wanna fight for you. Oh, it's just droney. It was. It's one of the few songs that they've made where I was like, "How did you guys manage to listen to this and be like, yeah, that's what we want?" Like, no, sorry. Oh, it's because they recorded it the same week as Handheld High, and they're all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the question: What what's better, Robot Boy or Hands Held High? Of oh, Robot Boy, uh, Hands Held oh High God. by a fucking country mile. <laughs> <laughs> and discuss. <laughs> oh, uh, that we'll not... say that for another podcast. The three hour <laughs> podcast. That, that's a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> uh, Joe, what did you make of A Thousand Suns? So yeah, uh, A Thousand Suns. So the first time I went to see Liquor Park was actually on this album tour. Um, of all the albums, nice. I, I had to go see this one first. <laughs> I had to go see them live uh, when they were touring this album. But um, no, I think, as everyone knows and ev- as everyone has said it before, it's definitely the most divisive album. It's the most outlandish. It's the most, uh, what you were talking about, evolutions and, um, and you know, what bands do with their albums. And it's nowhere near the same as Hybrid Theory or Meteora. Or, or Minister Midnight, it's so different. But again, that's what Liquor Park do. They they make different, and no matter what people think about them, I mean, they they never would have released this first. <laughs> like back in two thousand, they would wouldn't have even thought about it. Uh, but the fact is, their fourth album, they were like, try something new. We'll you know we'll try to speak to a different kind of different genre, different type of people, um, and I love that. Again, that's one of the, one of the things I love about Linkin Park is that they they do things differently. They're not going to be one of these like Green Day. I don't get me wrong, I fucking love Green Day, but a lot of their albums are very very similar, <laughs> and uh, they're not going to be another Green Day. And they're, they're just going to um, bring up some new songs. Like it's very technically techno technoy, uh, very kind of dance oriented. It's very 
you know it's very strange like you listen to it like do i like this and you, you almost like question yourself about being a liquor part fan like <laughs> do i like this or you know do, am i just liking it because i like liquor park I mean, a lot of people would say that, like they would, you know, they would say, "Oh, you just like it because you like Nicker Park," uh, but it's it's fourth on my list, so it's not it's not up there, but it's it's middle middle ground. It's I I like it. It's it's good. It's um it's one of those albums that I wouldn't go back and listen to over and over again. It's you know, if someone on the street just didn't know who Lika Park were and just uh listened to it they I don't know I don't know if they like it it's it's kind of weird it's strange if you don't know Lika Park beforehand it's kind of I, I doubt you'll like it it's it's very weird I mean there are songs like as Miles was saying before like Burning in the Skies that is a beautiful song um and it's weird that it's in this album <laughs> it's it's weird it's a strange mix of songs in this kind of strange and weird but wonderful album but it's um I mean, the songs like Wretched, Wretches and Kings, it's got that weird kind of like gear sound in it, if you know what I mean. It's the weird kind of retching gear sound. It's very, very strange, but um, there are, obviously there are... Love that things. song. Yeah, like, I love that song. Like, it's... Try to catch up, motherfucker! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it sounds like he's saying, try to catch up, Try to catch up, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, Wasn't yeah. there a lyric that you had in your MSM profile? And it was like the bit where he's like, "And I'm not a robot, I'm not a monkey, I will not dance even so if the beat is funky. funky." Yes, oh my god, that bit, yes. yes, I think it was. Oh, what god. a terrible MSM. line, MSM. Oh, uh, take it. that back! How yeah, fucking back. dare you? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> That's one of the best lyrics he's ever written. It's so good, but yeah, it's. He's just gone. God, guys, I've got a line. I've got a line, guys. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rhyme, monkey. Oh, with funky, yeah, and everyone's even gone. If, well done, Mike. Bravo. Even if that beat is funky, I mean, come on, come on. Listen, teenage right, me and Joe playing FIFA had a great time throwing yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, burning the skies and, and wait for the end. Uh, again, they just don't really belong in this album. It's really strange. There's full of songs that don't really belong in it, like Blackout. I agree with Miles. It's very like I think it's just I think Chester just chimed in <laughs> in one of the. Uh, bands kind of meetups when they'll talk about this album they're like fuck it we need to scream we, we need it <laughs> I, I i love it because i love scream i like metal so i like blackout uh but it's not for everyone um but yeah it's a really strange one it's iridescent it's great I, that's one of my favorite songs on the album actually um and the catalyst yeah i think when that first came out again yeah what we, we you were saying before us when it came out in kerrang and i was like what is this Liquor Park? Like, yeah. I, I think I missed the beginning of the song, so I didn't actually know who it was. And obviously, because it was much noted in like a hood in the back of a car, and there was like weird smoke, and like, I, I didn't know who this was. It was really strange at the time. Um, and then when I saw like Chester and all the band, I was like, oh, what? This is Liquor Park? It's crazy. I definitely, it, it definitely took me a few times to get used to listening to that kind of, uh, kind of style. Um, of this album is very very strange but i remember uh i remember tweeting back in the day yeah um going congratulations Linkin park you've managed to outsuck hands out high with the catalyst <laughs> no and... way that's amazing that's how much i hear that i love it now it's a great wow. song but yeah yeah i wasn't i was happy at the time <laughs> oh man i've got a fun story with at college um i had to do this 
um, this presentation, and for some reason I did it on Linkin Park, right? Well, it's what obviously one of my favorite bands, so you have good knowledge on it. But <laughs> just like the last five minutes, right? Because it's a long song, the last five minutes of the presentation, I just played the catalyst, just the whole music video. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, I love this band. I'm going to show you one of their songs. It was probably one of the weirdest songs to show everyone. It was like the catalyst. I think it's just because it came out at the time, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. This is like fucking teenage Joe. So <laughs> some weird stuff happened back in the day, but um, but yeah, overall, um. Yeah, mid-tier, it's good. There are some banging songs in it. Like, again, I agree, Burning the Skies, Waiting for the End, Iridescent, um, Riches of the Kings. But um, I can't listen to it front and back. And that, and that for me, doesn't make a good album. Um, it, for me, a good album is you, you can listen to it front and back and enjoy every song. Uh, and that's why Meteora, for me, is, again, number one. But um, And yeah, fun facts. So in... 2010, I don't know if you guys know or played, but there was a game called 8-Bit Rebellion. I did not. So this is a link apart game. And one of their first... I had an iPod Touch. Yes, time, right? I remember this. It was on yeah. Apple, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. So it, was on, it was in the iOS store. Um, the App Store, whatever. Uh, so I had the iPod Touch at the time, and it was like I, I had maybe... What was that? Uh, Plants vs. Zombies. I had that and like this, and that was like all the games I had on that. Um, and then when they brought it out, it was really strange, and I was like, This is so weird for Link Park to do. Uh, but obviously, the internet not being as huge at the time, and you know, I wasn't like searching through Twitter to know everything about everything and get spoiled about everything beforehand. But um, I played the game, and then once you completed it, Blackbirds played, and that's the first time I heard Blackbirds. I was like, What? and I thought that was one of the coolest things that a band could do. Is to release like a new song or like a, a demo of a song um after you beat a game and because obviously i love games it like at the time i was like this is like mind-blowing and i'm sure it's been it's i'm sure it's been done before but i was like this is crazy i love it and then i was just listening to like the on the on the tiniest speakers on my ipod touch just listen to blackbirds i was like this is crazy i love it um so like, again that that brings back good memories of this album but um that's awesome it's also a great uh song and weirdly i think so new divide is this yes from this album isn't it it's, it's, it's not, not it's from a, the album but it was around a, the same time it's around the same time so new divide is it's, it's obviously it's just transformers <laughs> they just made it for transformers yeah um but then but, iridescent uh, was the, the transformers song for dark of the moon wasn't it oh well, i yeah. actually didn't watch that i didn't watch that film yeah i didn't watch that yeah. probably yeah didn't miss out much but they gave it a redesign. i think new divide was between this and yeah and i love uh, new divide i think i just want my favorite like about songs oh, yeah. <laughs> i love that song top five sure yeah yeah um and i and while while you guys were talking i actually wanted to find out the reasoning behind a thousand songs because that's such a random name for an album i think it's actually again something to do with oppenheimer where he described an atom being as bright as a thousand suns and i think that's where they got the album name from which is quite cool i like that yeah, Christopher Nolan turned out was a really big Linkin Park fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. actually why he made the movie. Yeah. He just really he's a, he's a time traveler. He's a time traveler. <laughs> yeah. He knew back in twenty ten. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't, uh, uh, I, yeah, Mike Schneider makes a nice cameo in Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just one of the people that gets blown up. But... Okay, <laughs> um, but no. Uh, I, well, yeah. As a side note, Oppenheimer, a great film, amazing. 
Um, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm getting around oh, to it. So good. What do you think? I'm seeing, um, hopefully, I'm seeing Barbie this weekend with Cat, but we'll see. Oh, amazing. I think that is the plan, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Oppenheimer. I thought it was an excellent yeah. movie. It's one of those that are like, now that I've watched it, I wouldn't watch it again just because it's no. very long. It's but three hours. No, no film should be three hours. <laughs> Come on. Like, uh, I don't know. I, like, can, I can do it. For, okay, for three hours at a cinema. I think three hours if you're on the sofa in front of the TV where you can pause it, go for, go for a pee break, get a few snacks, a beer maybe. Fair enough, but sitting in the in the awkward seating with people around you, breathing on you, make yeah. it loud. That, yeah, but Joe, uh, Return dude. of the King, man. Uh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, was so... way, was way back, but, <laughs> it's but... it's very dependent on the film. I think I was. Quite I had happy this person to sit next to me. I was next to watch Endgame. You know, that was fine. So I had this person next to me chewing gum, and it was so oh, loud. And like, it, I think there was a point in the film where the, the well, I don't wanna, actually don't spoil it, but there's a, a silent bit of the film. Let's say. Um and it could hear him just chew that chewing. Uh, I was like, oh god! It's almost oh. as bad as Robot Boy, the song. Uh, almost as bad as Robot Boy. Uh, and I just wanted to scream right in his face, but I didn't. Uh, so yeah, you should just Sorry. go, Amen, oh, oh, right in his face. <laughs> Sorry, go go back to Thousand Suns. Yeah, um, my favorite song I would say is Wretches of the Kings. Fuck it. Versus the Kings. It's it's different. It's weird. I like weird and wonderful things. I think I love the beat to it. It's it's cool. It's yeah, love it. Any Lincoln Park fan who listens to this is going to be like these fucking people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what they are know, they talking about? Versus the Kings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The safe face. Hello, can you come on? It's a great song. Uh, and my least favorite. <sighs> yeah, Robot Boy. That has to be done. Ah. It's, it's objectively the correct choice for this album, I'm afraid. Yeah. Sorry, whoever came up with that, if it was you, Shinyoda, I'm sorry. It's, it's bad. Just have to I deal with it. I mean, you're both wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> Wait, what, what? Oh, no, okay. I'll, I'll let you say it. Oh, I'm so. keen. What? <laughs> carry on, carry on. I believe stuff like Iridescent and Waiting for the End is on this album because I think the studio went, guys, we need a single on this album. Yeah, and uh, there isn't any singles on this album, really. No, I I'd argue the Catalyst isn't even a single. I, I think they tried to, and they tried to make this the first single. Well, like, it was the first single, but it was like I suppose, yeah, yeah. We all went, what the fuck? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird time. It's a weird like, time. Waiting for the end feels much more Lincoln Barky, and so does so does Wretched and Kings. To be fair, you know that's that's got that kind of classic. Anger, Angry Linkin Park. And um, when they come for me, I love that song as well. That song's fucking sick. And oh, it's when, when they, they come, come for me. me. Yeah, to be fair, that is come an absolute fucking me. banging tune. Because... Oh, that is, yeah. I, for- yeah. I actually forgot to mention that. That is a really good song. That's yeah, that is, a good, that is a good one to reference. Um, Iridescent, I still don't know how that's linked to Transformers, but they that's the song they chose. So, fine. Um, yeah, I mean, it is it is a lot. I remember getting the album, not liking the catalyst, but seeing, oh, it's kind of near the end, so I can listen to the rest of the album in peace and enjoy it. And I did, for the most part. You know, it was um, Burning in the Skies, I agree, is a fantastic song. It's a great way to open it. Um, there's probably a few too many little like bits in it, like little skits and little instrumentals. Um, I could do with like more songs. 
uh, <laughs> if, if you if you know what I mean. Um, it could be. Uh, I think the the songs that I've chosen, I've they they, they chose very well, but it's um, yeah, I could do. I like my albums full of songs, and this is um, you know, it's not full of songs. What I love about Robot Boy is that it's four and a half minutes long, which is damn near half the album. Honestly, like <laughs> how how did that song get the most like ear time? It's just so sexy. because it takes him five minutes to sing a verse. That's why. You oh, it's... Say... it was like let's you make know. a song where it sounds like we did it in slow mo, but we're not going to do it in slow mo. We're just going to do it really fucking slowly. And oh, I'm going to talk about blackout. The fact that Chester's rapping and Mike's singing. It is weird. Yeah, it's very it's weird. weird album. I love I it. For the words you said, what a secret you've been keeping. You know, it's um, yeah, it was Chester kind of flexing that muscle. Yeah. And, um, it works for me. I, I, I don't mind blackout at all. Um, it's like a decently like pumped up song. Yeah, it's it's got its moments, but it's just it's just ill fitting for the album. I think. Yeah, iridescent. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't ready for Linkin to do a big old piano ballad, and it um it kind of threw me off a little bit. But I do like when the guitar kicks in at the end and they're all singing together. I think that's really cool. Um, when they do that live, the whole band sings that final chorus, and it's really awesome. Yeah, that bit's like really, really beautiful. Mm. And um, yeah, it builds it to a massive crescendo that's totally that is deserved and earned at the end of that song, for sure. The catalyst again. I mean, when I first heard it, it's old news now, but I didn't like it. But then I grew to love it, and then I grew to love it because the 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 last sort of like minute, I love that. Lift me up, let me go. And the way that drops, like Rob's drums, just like bang, bang, it starts. Great. Um, it really works by the end. Um, and I'm, I love it now. I'm, I'm so used to that introduction now. I'm so used to the uh, the EDM keyboard. That I'm like, fine, you can keep it. You can keep it, Linkin Park, you scamps. You got me in the end. So, yeah, this is, um again, this is an album that I think warrants listening from beginning to end. Um, it's a shame that Joe can't listen to it from beginning to end because, it you know, it's... I think it's it is deep and it's all meaningful and you know it depends what you really want from Linkin Park I suppose um, as as to whether or not you really kind of fall for this album but I think that it has enough going for it that it's not that it is still unique enough that it's like it really stands out in Linkin Park's kind of uh, catalogue and for that reason I think it's worth listening to because it is so unique and I think Living Things simplified it a little bit more and kind of took it back took them back to the roots and I think we'll we'll, we'll get there but yeah I think the hunting party did the same and a thousand sons I think was really an effort to really change it up and um I think for the most part they succeeded um I haven't got a problem with robot boy well I don't love it but I don't think it's awful um I don't think it's the end of the world really whoa 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 and you think your hand held high is the end of the oh world. Oh my god, let yeah, it go, yeah. man. God damn it. <laughs> let it go, God. <laughs> we, we're never letting this go. In the words of Iridescent, let it go. Just move on. All right, that was like three albums ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. Um, my favorite track is Wretched and Kings. I think it's, uh, I think it's an absolute banger. And my least favorite, I don't really know. To be honest, um, do the right thing here, man. Come on, do the right oh. thing here. Come on, 
It isn't Robot Boy. Calm down. Oh, come what what is worse on this album than Robot Boy? Uh he's he's trying. I swear, to, I swear <laughs> to God. No, that's 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 better than Robot Boy. So is that. So is that. So is that. Oh shit. So is that. So is that. See? So is that. No, you're right. You're right. It is the worst song. There now. we go. But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, doesn't right. mean it's bad. I mean I I, I will contend that at least it is bottom of the list on the album for you, even if you don't concede it's bad. I think it's fucking okay. terrible. <laughs> right. Miles, is A Thousand Suns better than Meteora? No. Okay. That was easy. Yep. Um... <laughs> it is not. I it like it, yes. I, it has its highs, but it is not as consistently good. Uh, Joe, is A Thousand Suns better than Meteora? No. Hard okay. no. We are all in agreement. Hey, look at us agreeing. Hey. Kind of. Even it's the only time I'll agree. <laughs> I, I, yeah, thought, I, I think it's thematically and musically a lot more interesting than Meteora. Oh, um, oh come off. Okay. I've I've explained my reasons why and I'm not getting I, into it again. I see I see where you're going with this. You're just trying to stir you're trying to stir us up, Roscoe. Stir pot, stir you the want the controversy. <laughs> I'm just talking truth, man. I'm just talking truth to power. What can I say? Um right then, let's get to Living Things, which was another one uh, produced by Mr. Rick Rubin in 2012. This, I believe the single was Burn It Down, was the first single? I'm pretty sure it was. Um, Burn It Down felt like classic Linkin Park. It felt like New Divide. It felt like what I've done. But hey, Linkin Park, I'm back to being Linkin Park. Um, And then we listened to the album and it's like, huh, this is interesting. Um, It's an interesting concoction, I think, Living Things. Um, the likes of Class of the Glass, I think, is a highlight. Um, Powerless, of oh man, that's a brilliant song. It's just a, it, it's a combination of things. I don't really ever know how to feel about living things. On the one hand, I know that I really like it, but on the other hand, I think I only like about fifty percent of it. Uh, Miles, where are you with living things? Yeah, I agree with you. This one's a weird album because I think there is a consistent decent to goodness about it but none of it really hits like the heights so like whereas um with a thousand suns it has really strong highs and then really low lows this album was just very stably decent good but like it doesn't ever really hit too much um i think like you said castle of glass is a really really good song and the fact that it was the at the time as well was also pretty cool um, was it Medal of Honor? I feel like it was. Um, it was Medal yeah. of Honor. This yeah, is one of your questions in the quiz a while back. Oh shit, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was. It's, it's because the game itself was fine. I spent way too much time getting the Platinum for that. I shouldn't have done it. Um, and Powerless, I also agree with you. I think Powerless is actually a very underappreciated song for how good it actually is. And just the emotion in it. I feel like Chester was really letting something out when he wrote that song. Um, so I think Castle of Glass and Powerless are two of the real highlights of the album. Um, I think Lost in the Echo is good. I enjoy it. It's fine. I wouldn't choose to listen to it over other ones. Uh, in my remains. Get in, oh, sorry. With Lost in the Echo, I just want to bring this up quickly before we move on. Yeah. Did you, did you take part in the interactive video? Oh, no, I didn't actually. I didn't know there was a thing. There was a thing. If you look, if you watch the video of Lost in the Echo, it's people looking at old pictures of like founding members of people that lived in like a rubble before it was torn down. And oh. this through this interactive section, you could add your own photos to it. 
So these people will be looking at photos of you and your family and friends. Did we do that, Joe? Because now that he's described it, I feel yes, like we may have done I it. Do, I do remember this. this there is actually, it is. This is yeah, actually really cool. Yeah, Lost in the Echo. It was like that weird abandoned building and then they had like... Yeah, it was, it was kind of awkward because it was like... I think it picked... I think you, if you logged in with your Facebook account, yeah, that's it. I didn't think you picked. I didn't think you picked the photos because because <laughs> I think it was really funny. It was like really serious, like really serious <laughs> video, and then it'll come up with like a stupid picture. <laughs> yeah. like oh, I loved it. That was actually so funny. I yeah, I, I remember now because I remember us going through the rigmarole trying to upload the pictures or whatever, and we were both like, "How does this work? Like, what's going on here?" Um, so yeah, actually, I think we did, and I just totally blotted that from my mind. All right, cool. I um, wanted to mention that. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think it's a it's a good song. It's a like it's not a massive highlight, but it's like a decent one. You can't really go wrong with it. In my remains was a real sleeper one for me, where I initially kind of glossed over it, and then I remember going to uni, and at the time, like I I just got like a pair of Dr. Dre like Beats because at the time they were like the proper headphones to have, like the best ones. Um, and in my remains on those headphones was like just an experience like it was just a really cool song for it um and i think that ended up being my favorite song on the album um for quite a period of time burn it down and this might be controversial i never really liked that much i thought it was very like oh god boring oh god (laughs) i'm really sorry but i thought burn it down was quite boring it felt a little bit like trying to be a little bit rocky but at the same time just not being like it felt like they were trying to do different approaches to one song i and... agree i've just <gasps> seen i've just seen ross do a thumbs up on, on zoom <laughs> and i am not happy i think this is the most generic linkin park song i it is really like, agree it's oh, if God. an ai wrote this song yeah. every linkin park song and went yeah let's just make that like the, the chorus is so weak Oh. Building it up, break it down, it build it up, down. break it down. What? Come on, you can do better than this. You know it. It's so catchy. Oh, it's so good. It's not. The thing is, it's not even that catchy because it's kind of just like you kind of know it, but there's no interest in actually singing along to it. I never found. Um, uh, we can all be wrong sometimes, so it's fine. That's fine. Well, it's you're fine. in the minority on this one, Joey Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think like Ross said, it felt like an amalgamation of all of their songs rolled into one, but it's got no like actual identity or kind of message for itself. It just feels a bit like, eh. So yeah, that's always going to be my uh, my slightly controversial one. Uh, Lies, greed, misery. I can never remember it. Like I just. It feels like a bit of a forgettable one. I want um, you to fall in your lies, swallow all your greed, love one alone in your misery. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's okay, it's fine. It's not one I particularly care for, but I don't hate it either. Um, I'll be gone. I think is quite good for what it is, but it is a little bit similar to Burn It Down. Um, and then you get Castle of Glass, which after like a bit of a lull in the album, I think Castle of Glass really shines because it suddenly has like a real identity and it's kind of this album's like peak what it's going for, if that makes sense. Um I thought Roads Untraveled was okay. Um and then Skin to Bone is fine. But it's kind of like it feels like between Castle of Glass and then getting to Powerless, they're all okay in their own sort of ways, but they're just kind of lacking any kind of oomph. And then you get to Powerless, and then I really feel like the band were like, right, we need to go out on a high like we normally do, so we're just going to throw everything into this song. Um, and Powerless is just 
well, for want of a better phrase, it's powerful. Like I genuinely listen to this song and it kind of just moves me. Like it feels like a very emotionally connecting um song and i think when you look through linkin park's catalog their best songs are the ones where you can tell the band felt something while making it like a really strong like message within it or something that they really wanted to convey and i think chester's singing of powerless is just on point i think it's probably his best singing on the album um and i i think that castle glass in in my remains are what again kind of lift this album a little bit higher um, when the rest of it feels quite kind of middling to okay. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Powerless and Castle of Glass I've listened to so, so many times. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a difficult album to gauge because I don't dislike pretty much anything on it. There's nothing I hate or really like wouldn't listen to, but it's got very few ones that I would go to over other albums. Whereas like A Thousand Sons, I would purposely go to to listen to like four or five of those songs. This one I would maybe have like two or three that I would purposely go to listen to. Um, so it's just lacking that extra kind of like, I desperately need to listen to the whole album. Like a lot of it feels relatively skippable without being bad, if that kind of makes sense. No, absolutely. I get it. It is a 50% album. Yeah. I really, and, think, I really think it is. Yeah, it kind of felt like one where they were sort of trying to recalibrate and kind of figure out where they wanted to go next. And they certainly tune into some bits that work really well, but it also kind of felt like they were a bit lacking in kind of a creative um, direction at this stage. And I think they were trying to refine where they wanted to go next. Mm. Uh, what is your favorite song on the album? Um, I would go within My Remains just because it was the unexpected one that grew on me over time and i ended up just really obsessed with it and there's just something about the beat of it there's something about the track itself i feel like it's a really good culmination of you know chester's vocals and mike's ability just to make really enthralling like music itself um so yeah i'm gonna go in my remains quick shout out to mike shinoda as a producer yes um you were when you were talking about listening to the song in Headphones. I think that's how Linkin Park songs should be listened to. Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's so many little bits that are just added that you don't get if you listen through speakers or through you know telephones. Um, it's just he is so on point with everything. And yeah, anyway, um, yeah, he's just a magician. Um, it's it, it's been proved in like you know albums before this, but I think Living Things it really stood out. Yeah, yeah, Particularly totally agree. Glass. Um. What is your least favorite song on the album? It's a tough one because, again, I don't dislike any of them per se. I think they all have their own little merits in their own sort of fine way. So I think just because of its genericness, I think Burn It Down is the one that I would probably not listen to. <laughs> um, and and I know you'd that's... be absolutely right. And I think we're going to really upset Joe with that. Take, <laughs> I'm but, um... so disappointed <laughs> in, in both of you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think it's just the least impactful song. Whereas like, if you take like powerless and like the lyrics of it, of like, you know, I was by your side powerless. Like there's just a message in that that's stunning. Um, and then you listen to burn it down and it's just like, Oh, okay. Uh, this is fine. Yeah. 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 Well, imagine liking that song. Um, yeah. What what do you make of (laughs) such a good song, man. Uh, (laughs) I just have to go back when you said it's such a 50% album. Uh, and then I just, couldn't help thinking but you know it's 10% luck 
twenty percent hey. skill, fifteen percent concentrated power of will, five percent yeah. pleasure, fifteen percent pain. pain, and a hundred percent to like burn it down. Yeah, fifty percent pain is a good way to describe this album. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, so yeah, living things. Um, again, it's like I just remember buying this album because it. I, also, the album art. I love our album art, and this album art is really cool. I think it might be Chester, and it's like is it flaky. Chester? I don't know if that's ever been confirmed. It probably maybe is, not, but maybe not. But it's just like it's really cool. It's all flaking off and everything. I was like, this is this is awesome. It looks like a almost like a game cover, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it just yeah, it just looks awesome, and just I love album art. Just like looking, I remember going through H and V, just looking at the album art, and just like just it, almost like picking like it, actually fun fact for Dead Space, and I'll go a little bit off topic here. But for Dead Space, I I got because of the name Dead Space. I I didn't even know what the fucking game was. <laughs> I just knew. I looked at the back. I was like, it's a horror game. Ooh, it's called Dead Space. I'll, I'll get it. And it's the fact. It was like you can't go back to those times because you can't back. You can't go and say, oh, I'll look online and look at reviews and everything. And but and then it just turns out just so happened to be one of the best horror games ever. But anyway, I digress. Uh, go back to living things. Um, sorry, sorry, Joe. You have to, if you're going to bring up Dead Space, you have to bring up the story of Dead Space and your experience at one AM and absolutely. <laughs> so basically, I think, I think Roscoe needs to hear this. So yeah, I think uh, so. I think it was towards the end of Dead Space, the first one. Um, it's just over halfway through, I think. Just over halfway, where you get these. Um, I don't know what they're called, but they're the the necromorphs that can run stupidly fast. Uh, and we would normally do like late night gaming sessions, either at my house or Bowser's house back when we were teenagers. And they would, uh, <laughs> and they would, they would just like rush towards you. And you, throughout the whole game, you got you got enemies that usually kind of like slowly come towards you. And it's the first time that they really they come at you really fast. I have no idea what's going to happen. And we just like just started screaming. And this is like one, two in the morning. And obviously, I'm at my parents' house. My mom comes rushing up the fucking stairs, like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, God. It was the neighbors knocking on the wall that really and got the, me at like two and the neighbors knocking on the wall. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, good times. But yeah, nothing to do with living things at all. But <laughs> um, that's a good story. I like that. Yeah, it's a good story. But uh, no, living things. Yeah. Um, going back one album with A Thousand Sons, um, it's not. For me, a perfect album. It's not, you know, it's you can't, I can't go from front to back. I can't enjoy it. It's it starts off very strong. Lost in the Echo is easily one of my favorite songs because I think it brings out um, Chester in his kind of screamo kind of uh, hard rock from uh, Hyperion. So it's really good. Love. Uh, and I love the album. I love the the video. Obviously, <laughs> like linking your Facebook account to that, it was just so weird. Um, yeah, going down the list with in my Moraine, in my remains. Um, again, just a lot of forgettable songs. Like when I when I think when I go down the list, like in my remains, lies through misery. Even I'll be gone. Um, Wait, whoa, 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 hold on now. Are you putting in my remains as part of this forgettable list? Maybe you. <laughs> I just don't remember it. When I think of Liquor Park songs, I just get don't. Out. Get I just out. don't think of In My Remains. I just get don't. out. Just get out. Just, just, just go. Just, go. just, just get out just, of here. How dare you? How absolutely dare you? It is one of the uh, best produced tracks that Linkin Park uh, have made. Yeah, it, it's good. It's okay. 
No, 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 no. You don't get to say it's good after just saying it's forgettable. <laughs> How bloody dare you? How dare you? But yeah, it's it's one of these albums where it's forgettable. It's I don't I don't I, I almost forget it when I think of Lick Apart albums. I, I just don't think of Living Things. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those weird kind of in between albums and um but individ- individually songs like going through powerless i know you guys were talking about before it reminds me of uh that film i don't know if you guys seen it it was i think it's called abraham lincoln vampire hunter have you guys seen that oh my god i haven't How seen it but do you remember it? that movie because <laughs> it was the most ridiculous film and because powerless plays in the credits of that of that um, of that film <laughs> like it's the weirdest fucking song to put in that and i think they made a powerless music video and you know obviously they did the same with castle of glass where they played them playing the song and then they did like segments of the game of live honor i think with powerless they did a similar thing where they did they played the song and the segments of the film with vampire hunter it's like abraham Lincoln like chopping fucking werewolves or some shit with an axe it's like one of the most ridiculous things i've seen in my I, I just love it. It's just, I, all the collaborations that have that Lickerback have done over the years. I just love it. <laughs> it's, it's spot on. Um, but yeah, powerless, uh, incredible song. Uh, again, yeah, bringing back bring uh, Chester's voice um, into the forefront again is is unbelievable. It just goes to show he's easily one of the best ever um, vocalists of our time, and there is no one like him to, to have that range. Of going from screaming um, to so soft and elegant, and just makes you makes you feel powerless <laughs> when, you, when you listen to some of it because you're just like kind of just enjoying everything. And just, you know, you're just in the moment. And as you guys were saying, that's one of my favorite things to do. When when Link Park's when Link Park albums came out, I would put on like a, a set of can headphones, like like the uh, the Beats, and just listen to back to front. And just just enjoy it, and how well produced these albums are. Even though it's not my favorite album, um, it's just how well like the bass comes through, uh, like that you can hear individual instruments like so well, and it's just so well produced, and just, I love it. It's one of the reasons I love Linkin Park because they're just unreal in that kind of aspect. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to heavy songs, which I love, is Victimized. Again, it's like Blackout. <laughs> where it's like it's just this random heavy song in it uh but i love it uh and then love got... i was just screaming the same word over and over but it's just what? something kind of satisfying <laughs> oh i love it it's great Never uh, again. <laughs> and i think uh it was either that or blackout where i was listening to i think it might have been blackout you know where i, I was watching a documentary and i think chester was really ill that day and he went into the booth and he would just shout. I think it was either Victimized or Black, but it was one of those songs because they're very similar, just shouting. <laughs> um, it, uh, and he was just so ill that day, he couldn't really do much. He And he just went to the booth. I just always remember this. He went to the booth and just screamed at the top of his lungs that one word. I think it was either Victimized or Blackout. And then he just left afterwards because he was so ill, he couldn't do the rest of the day. And that recording was in the album. <laughs> it's crazy. I just I love Amazing. how these things work. I just love these little stories. It's great, but um, yeah. Imagine think... being that good that you can be ill and still sound yeah, like that. Exactly. Like <laughs> you, you, your voice is like probably in a horse, or you, you just like 
you're just not feeling it that day and then just yeah. go in and just absolutely boss it you know just like oh i just love it um uh i'm disappointed there's no bonus there's no bonus songs in this come on there's, you know and the other ones are a bit bonus but there's no bonus in this one but yeah i think going through the songs for my favorite i would go lost in the echo because it, it starts <laughs> it starts off pretty well yeah, yeah it's, it starts off pretty well it's uh a good um it's a yeah i could just listen to it over and over again it's a banger um but it, uh, you guys are wrong man burn it down is an absolute classic i don't, I don't care what people say no, no, it, it, may, no. It, it may be radio rock it may be just like for, it's not even know. radio rock it's just it's radio <laughs> shock i just oh, it's radio shock for sake um i i love it it's very catchy, and I like Mike's verse in there as well. And I, I, I just like it. I, I know, uh, you know, controversial. I just like it. Some studio um, guy came in one day and went, "Guys, make a single." <laughs> they were like, "All right." Five minutes later, it down. there's your single. Bye. Yeah, yeah. it needs to go yeah. on the radio. We just need one for the <laughs> yeah. album. Just do it, please. And they were like, "Fine." Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but again, they have a a knack of it's like the the final few songs of the album kind of dip. Like skin to bone until it breaks and tinfoil, very forgettable. I don't even can't even remember how they go to be fair, but I just yeah, unenjoyable. Um, they're not the worst songs that Linkin Park have done, but when I listen to an album, I want to enjoy every song. I know I'm paying, I'm paying back then. I was paying money for albums, <laughs> um, and because it was Linkin Park, I would buy every album. I have still have, well, it's back in my home now, but. Um, I would listen to it back to front, but again, yeah. this one I would just skip because it's Linkin not... Park. I think is the only act that I've got. I went out and physically bought every album. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like it was first day. I would, I would, I'd be there. Oh man, this is them on the on the side a little bit here. Is uh, do you remember Dead by Sunrise? Oh, of course. Like <laughs> that album was so yeah. good. That what was so it? Uh, I think it was Out of Ashes. Yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. What was that between this album and the last? Was it a thousand yes. suns? And... Yeah, it was between uh, a thousand suns so, and living yeah. things. Yeah, because I think they had a bit of a break, didn't they? They're not like a hiatus or anything, but they just had like a, a weird. I think just Chester wanted to do that thing with uh, with Dead by Sunrise a lot, but I crawl back in for me is one of my favorite songs. Like this. it's not a Lincoln Park song, I know, but I love crawl back in. Oh my god. That brings back good memories. Oh, remember going to Spain with Miles? I think it was actually around that time, around 2009, 2010. And yeah. we, we just continuously listened to that song. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Um, There's I a song, it. I think, uh, is it Dead by Sunrise? Uh, they do Walking in Circles, I think it was called. Yes. Walking love in Circles. that song. Walking yeah. in Circles. Yeah. Alone yes. in the world, walking in circles. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think Chester wanted to do you know something a little bit heavier and something going back to the old days um well it's probably after a thousand songs like i'm sick of shit yeah 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 yeah, 100 <laughs> he, he was saving himself i, I think morning after is my favorite one from oh, yes, like after. that's oh yeah. it's just so good yeah. and it's so much heavier and yeah, yeah it was just intense loved it um, they should have made more than one album yes definitely look out um, next week ranking dead by sunrise album yeah on the podcast. <laughs> it's one album so- side albums and psychics um but yeah uh favorite song on the album i would oh sorry i've already said lost in the echo 
grab that. Um, worst song, Skin to Bone. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I, I've, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> it's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just that. It's the burn yeah. it down of albums. It's the burn it down of albums. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about living things. That's all I got to say about diet. That's a Forest Gump reference. That film that you only just watched recently. Uh, I don't actually remember that line either. I just remember a box yeah. of chocolates and some flowers and some Jesus guys Christ! Oh, man. <laughs> Are you just you outing yourself the, here? It's just, did you not get a thematic moment of when he said, "Oh, it doesn't matter"? It's it's a great it's a it's a great film, but wasted on you. I feel wasted. like it's just like, I feel like it's just the guy running. Lost in the echo to you. Lost did you seriously just say Forest Gump <laughs> is just about a guy running? I swear, what? I'm, it's like it's, it's like really Rocky. showing me up here, it's man. Like, You're really like showing me up. It's like Rocky. It's just the guy running. You're going to have to listen to um, me and Miles' Forrest Gun spoiler special next week. Yeah, oh, please do. I'm really <laughs> sorry for this, Roscoe. I thought he was better than this. <laughs> oh, I need, I need like, to burn it down. Who is this guy? Honestly. <laughs> I thought he was a Mickey Mark fan. Yeah. This Meteora, number one. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, me and Living Things. Living Things is one of those albums that I really don't mind all that much, but I can... Like, like I said, it is half of it I can't remember. I'm looking at the list now and I'm like, I, mm, uh, oh yeah, that one's quite good. That one's all right. Um, it's so forgettable, isn't it? I'll Be Gone is an underrated song. I like that one. I think that's a good track. Um, I imagine that's one of the songs that is on that list of like, can't remember that one for most people. But it's like for me, whenever I listen to the album, I'm like, yeah, I like that one. That one's good. Um, in my remains, yeah, it's fine. It's uh, oh, it's damn not, it, guys. I'm sorry, it's not top. 10 Park, <laughs> Come you know on, it. it's so good. It is not top ten Lincoln Park, and you know it. I'm Definitely not saying not. I'm not saying it's necessarily top ten. I think it's one of their best produced songs in terms of like the audio and the experience of listening to it. I'm saying the song itself is definitely surpassed by others, but the actual like design of the song, so to speak, is stunning. I would argue Lost in the Echo is produced within an inch of its life and it works perfectly. And oh God, I love that song. A shout out to Joe Hahn as well for all of his, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for the amount no, of... No, he doesn't. He's he vastly underappreciated. Yeah, agreed. Um, he's the one in the background pressing all the... You know, he's like, he's just sitting there just pressing buttons. He's doing his thing. He's a fucking genius. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it is an album that's just like, it's weird to say, but it's like it's just it's just okay. Um, but it's not bad by any means. There's still like Class of Glass is a classic Linkin Park song now. That song is gonna be part of their kind of like top twenty, possibly top fifteen songs of all time, I think. Um, but yeah, everything else is just um why is why is every title in capsule in capital letters? I mean, does anyone have an answer for that? I really dislike that. It's like a real pet peeve of mine when it yeah. comes to like tiling things. <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> I think it was at the time where I had an iPod, and like you'd go, through, you, you'd go through songs, not not albums, but you go like favorite songs or whatever, and it just didn't look right because it would like every other song because I would listen to a fuckload of Linkin Park, <laughs> it would just mm. be like, and because obviously the album just came out at the time, it would just be all in caps. I'm like, oh god, this is uh, my OCD is like flaring up right now. It would just like look like you were really angry when you entered yeah. into your iPod. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, quick story about I'll Be Gone. My um, my dear dear friend Ian, um, years ago, got 
the chorus to I'll Be Gone tattooed on his chest. Um, when the dark gone, I'll be gone or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, but um, he made a little stencil. He gave it to the tattooist. And um, the tattooist uh, forgot the apostrophe in oh, Ireland. Oh, no. So for it'll years, be gone. he had... It'll. Oh, that's it. That's it. Right there in the silence, it'll be gone. <laughs> I mean, it kind of works. It's like wishing away your illness. Like, I think... um, he was he was taking the piss out of it relentlessly by myself and my friend Chris um, for years until he got it covered up. And uh, it's uh, it's one of my favorite memories of living things. Is that that genuinely um, scares me off ever getting a tattoo? Is stuff like that? I don't think I could cope. It's just a tattooist will just do whatever you bring them. Like, will sure. they? Sure, Sort of you look in the mirror and just see that it doesn't have it, and you'd <laughs> yeah. be like, "Oh, sorry, can, can you just go back and just do that?" Like, Could you just add an apostrophe, please? <laughs> he didn't notice until I pointed it out. That's oh, amazing. No, and uh, he was furious with me. It's, it's, um, it's on your chest. How did you miss it? <laughs> God damn it, Roscoe! How could you point it out to him, you horrible friend? But sure, so the, sure, the tattooist will go. Hang on a minute, man. Do you want the? Is yeah. <laughs> Isn't there an, like? Isn't there meant to be an apostrophe there or something? But no, the tattoo is obviously it's his job. He'll just tattoo on you whatever you want tattooed on you. And so, I don't know. A, a tattoo is allowed to question grammar. I don't know, but <laughs> it's just like, oh dear. Anyway, no regrets there, or no no ra- no regrets, no regrets. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, Ian, if you're listening to this, which I hope you are, because I know you're a massive Linkin Park fan. Um, I hope that brings back some good memories for you. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about living things really. Um, I think my favorite track might surprise you, to be honest. I think that Ooh. might uh, throw you for a bit of a loop. Go on, tease me. Um, okay, let's go to it. Um, why don't you ask me, ask me what my favorite song is? Was. Yeah, what is your favorite song, Roscoe? Come on, my favorite song on Living Things is Roads Untraveled. Oh, interesting. I think I... it is beautiful. I love the song as well. To be fair, that is a really good song. I love that verse. Weep not for roads untraveled. Weep not for sights unseen. May your yes. love never end. And if you need a friend, there's a seat here alongside me. Yes. Uh, it's just like, oh. And not not, not to be all, you know, weird. <laughs> but I, I, I would always think I would always think that with Biles. Like, it's, you know. Always, oh, oh, my heart, man. Oh. I can't. <laughs> no, I would, you know, I would always be a friend. I would always be there for you and that that always resonated with me that that verse and verse and travels and mm. yeah just brings very good memories and i love the oh, um damn i love the piano in that song as well i think um mike plays it beautifully um for someone who's often criticized of his p- like piano playing and stuff i think Schneider plays rose and travel beautifully and i love chester's vocals on it they're not too heavy they're not too you know they're not too low they're just kind of just right much like ears on little things give you away that's probably why it resonates with me, but I think lyrically, that's a, it's just a great song. And so, yeah, shout out to Rose Untraveled because it's awesome. Um, my least favorite again, I'm with um, I'm with uh, Joe. It's like the last three before Powerless. I I couldn't pick out of a lineup, um, so I'm gonna go Tinfoil. <laughs> but that's only because I don't tinfoil. Know, don't know how it goes. <laughs> Poor Tinfoil it has so many uses in real life, just not as a song. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna listen to it after this. I'll be like, oh yeah, actually that no, oh, but yeah, I actually like that song. Never mind. But, um, <laughs> be like, Whoops, poor choice. But yeah, so it's like yeah, it's one of those albums. It's not 
it's not bad by any means. Um, it's uh, it's it's again, it's evolutionary. It's something different. It's Linkin Park maybe playing it a little bit safe. Would you argue that? Yeah, I'd say so. I think they were sticking to the kind of like thing that they'd a little bit done before and weren't really taking many risks, but also hadn't gone back to what made them so popular either. It kind of feels like they were stuck in the middle ground of are we new? Are we going back to our old stuff? And it kind of shows through, to be honest, I think. Maybe as a reaction to the response to A Thousand Sons, perhaps. Yeah, that potentially. It, it went a little bit more kind of like commercial Linkin Park than people expected on A Thousand Sons but didn't get. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair like shout on it. And I think it's just, you can see that the there are like elements of where they were sort of hitting their stride in certain places, but it's just compared to like A Thousand Sons, which is a very cohesive kind of story, Living Things just feels like a random collection of songs that they've kind of thrown together and it just didn't really have much of a like a common thread between it. Um and I think that's why it falls a bit flat. It's just lacking that certain personality. Yeah, but you know, Lost in the Echo is great. Um In My Remains is in the Sorry. Oh. Um <laughs> I don't <Burn> feel it. <laughs> hurt. Sorry. I'll bring it back. Burn it down is me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. At least, at least we're on solid ground whoa, there. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's no, there's no need to hurt me like that, man. Come on, <laughs> stabbed in the back. Lies Green Misery is a fun song to sing along to. Um, I'll be gone. I just love it just because of the history I have with that song. Now, uh, it just makes me happy. It makes me smile. Um, Cast of Glass is a classic. Victimized is just Chester screaming. So how can you not like that? Rose on Travel is um fantastic. You know what? It's actually a better album than I thought it was. Miles, let's start again. Sorry, man. We're going to have to redo this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're all going to re-listen to it afterwards and be like, we need to make an amendment to the podcast. We need to re-record a section for this. Yeah. No, I really think it is a 50-50. I think 50% of it is superb. Uh, 50, the other 50 is really just kind of phoning it in, a bit a bit generic help Linkin Park. And it's a shame to say because... Living things again is another kind of evolution on their on their road, and you know. But then we get to an album which I was never ever expecting from Lincoln Park, especially this late in their career. Oh, Roscoe, we still need to do our votes on whether it's better than the other. Oh, yeah, ones. you're right. No, you're right. Absolutely. Sorry, my bad. I just want to talk about this album because I'm just curious to see how you feel about it. <laughs> you're excited uh, for the controversy. I am right. Miles is Living Things better than A Thousand Suns. No. Okay, that was easy. Yeah, I'm going straight in with that one. I'm very clear on it. Joe, uh, is Living Things better than A Thousand Suns? Definitely not. Um, I agree as well. So, yep. God, look at us, guys. We're so agreeable. Do you want the ranking so far? It's yes. five Living Things, four A Thousand Suns, three Meteora, two Hybrid Theory, and one Minutes to Frickin' Midnight. God damn it. It's pretty on point, I think. God damn it. We've got two to go. This should get interesting now. Jesus Christ. So if, if this, so if this doesn't change dramatically, <laughs> this ranking, uh, I'm done. You I'm mean done. like the hunting party going to number one? Uh, I, I am going to laser off my Linkin Park tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's talk the freaking hunting party. Um, this album, regardless of how I feel about it, it's got a place in my heart because it was the last tour that I saw Lincoln Park. And um, it was me and again, my friend Ian down at the front in the pit, right in the middle of the fucking O2 having the time of our lives. 
that's amazing. Yeah. How how did you get that far in? We just it's got impossible, especially well, the O2. I'll tell you, John. I'll tell you. Please. Um we um we had these Sky backstage tickets, which if you were a Sky payer, you got like this like special room in the O2 you could go to before the show started. Oh wow. And no um, you go in there and there's there's a bar, there's a there's pool tables. Oh my god, that's and insane. it's right around the back of the stage. And so we were in the, me and Ian were in there for a bit. We had a couple of drinks, played a couple of games of pool, and we were allowed in half an hour before everyone else. What? Um, so me and like I say fifty or sixty other people got got straight down to the front. That's so good. Did you have to pay extra for those tickets or is the fact that you were a Sky customer? Exactly that, yeah. We got didn't have to pay a, a single penny more. Wow. The bar was not cheap, I'll tell you that. But but no, it was cool. Those pool tables had, um, they had, we were playing on screens. So if you imagine the green felt, but it's a TV screen instead. And every time the ball moved, the kind of ripple followed them. It was very cool. Oh, man. That sounds like, um, what's that uh, mobile app game called that everyone played that snooky game? Yeah. Uh, A bit pool? A bit pool? Oh, possibly, yeah. Somehow, that's right, Carol. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, it just brings back the memories of that night. And um, Ian was like, I mean, people love Chester, but Ian loves Chester. If you meet Ian, you'll see that he's basically taking this style. Um, he's got tattoos all the way up the arms. He's got he's bald. Head, you know, yeah, he's just oh, perfect. Pure Chester. And um, I like it. He's also a beautiful human being. My God, good God, man. Anyway, oh, um, God. Yeah, Mars can back me up on this. Absolutely can. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, beautiful person. Enough, funny that his name is Ian as well, because we do have an Ian between Brian and Miles who is. Oh, awesome. Jesus Christ. Don't bring this up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this, just... <laughs> this is definitely not the podcast for Ian. So. No, 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 no. That's, that's a whole different experience podcast, that is. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. So, so no, uh, Roscoe's Ian is definitely the more beautiful human of the two. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah definitely. Even though I've never met him, but I'm sure he's. Yeah, sounds, he sounds <laughs> we can collectively <laughs> agree on that. <laughs> One day, one day, I'll um, I'll send you. He just got back from Bali, of all places. Oh, and, wow. um, love and life. Yeah, but there's there, there's a picture of him under a waterfall with his, with his chest out, and it's just like, my god. Anyway, um, so the hunting party. That, that's what we're talking about, isn't it? Not Ian. Um, yes, so we're this... getting hot and bothered over Ian. I, th- I think I'd rather <laughs> talk about Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he's still got ill, be gone on on his chest, right? No, it's been it's been covered over by a giant oh. hawk. Uh, oh, has it actually? Fair oh. enough. Yeah, yeah. But the two years of relentlessly taking the piss out of his chest probably him. <laughs> you you bullied him into actually yeah. changing his tattoo. <laughs> and so yeah, it was a, it was a fun time that sadly is over. But um, okay, the hunting party now. For years, the Lincoln Park fan base were all like, "Oh, we want you to do another rock album. It's been so long. Do metal again." And uh, Lincoln Park were like, "No, we're not doing it." And then they went, the hunting party, okay, we'll do a heavy album. We'll do the heaviest fucking album you've ever heard in your life. And it's questionable whether or not it was a success or not. It depends how you feel about the history of Linkin Park and whether or not you prefer them as a metal band or as an experimental band that they became. It's 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 a it's a mishmash of kind of uh experiences, so I suppose, bands that they listened to when they were younger, I think, was a huge influence. There's some great, I mean, Tom Morello's on here, fucking Rakim's on here, Paige Hamilton, they've got the dude from System, I think, as well, on Rebellion. Certain, but in, but this was the Go. first time that this was the first first time featuring, wasn't it? On, on any League of Park album. 
Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, well, it was like yeah. a first for them, yeah. I suppose if we don't include Collision Course, then then yeah. Yeah, but it, like main Linkin Park album. No, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, this, uh, this this could be completely different if we included Collision Course, but we're not going to. Okay, damn it, there's enough albums to rank here. Um, so, this is going to be interesting. Miles, what did you make of The Hunting Party? Oh, <laughs> sake. This is the one album that always just upsets me. Um, it's bottom of my list. I'm just going to be straight up. I Come on, Miles. It It's bottom. It's, on. it's bottom of the list. It's not. Oh, no. my God. I'm right. telling you, this is right. Okay, That's more so. controversial than me you putting Meteora at the bottom of the list. You think Living Things, <laughs> living things is better than this? I think what, sorry? Living Things is better than this. Yeah, I would say Living Things over this one. Oh, God. Hundred percent. You're out of your fucking mind. I'm absolutely. You put me to Rhea, height well lower than this. Come on. <laughs> um. So I was not one of those people who was. Meteora is not an album. It's just a sequel. Carry on. Yeah. Well, it's a fucking good one. This is shite. No, I'm kidding. It's the best sequel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's the best sequel. It's Terminator Two. Um. So I wasn't one of the ones who clamored for Linkin Park to go back to like the old rock style. I think at this stage, I'd kind of embrace the band doing what they wanted to do and going through all these different genres and making new kinds of music and i was fully on board with it there were obviously hits and misses but at the time i was just fully invested and i still am even you know to this day um the hunting party to me felt like a band trying to recapture a feeling or a way of making music that they had moved past it was very clear to me that the band were not a lot of them had done so much work to become more mature, like healed people. And the thing is, Hybrid Theory and Meteora worked because they were raw, they were rage filled, they were angsty. You know, they just had that real like rebellion feel to them, which is ironic because there's a song called Rebellion on this album. Um, this one felt to me like the band were trying to just appease the fans, and I didn't buy into it at all. Um, there are a couple of songs that I do really like, and Final Masquerade is probably one of my top favourite songs of theirs, just because I think it's incredibly well written, and it is, again, just another song like the way it's written about not being able to move past differences or not being able to give in and stuff. It's just lyrically superb, um, and the acoustic version is also just stunning. Like I just really like love that song. I think Guilty All the Same is okay, and I think Until It's Gone is good. And Rebellion, I can enjoy, unfortunately, until Chester just screeches it in the middle, and it just felt very unnecessary within that song. Everything else in it, I kind of just don't like. I don't like Wastelands. I didn't like Keys to the Kingdom all that much. Like, War, I can barely remember. Just a lot of it just feels very... You don't like Keys to the Kingdom?! No, I don't. I don't think it's a very good song. I love Keys. Oh Kingdom. my god! I, I love uh, Keys. It, uh, I don't. I think like I just I'm not a fan of the style that they were going for, and I totally get that maybe I had moved past that kind of genre of music, and that's a me thing. But like, even Line in the Sand, I could I used to just listen to because it was six minutes long. So if I was like doing running or exercise or something, I would do it just to like kill six minutes worth of that time. Um, and I really tried to make myself like this album. Like I really tried. I sat and listened to it loads over a summer, desperately hoping that like some of the other songs that it would just grow on me. 
and it just never did like i loved final masquerade and it would be the only song on the album i would look forward to properly listening to until it's gone i did enjoy to an extent but <clears throat> it just it just felt like a try hard album and that really hurts me to say because i really love this band wow <laughs> but i just couldn't enjoy it and yeah it's the one album if i they said to me like you could never listen to one album again which one would it be i would pick this one because i just don't connect with basically any of it aside for Final Masquerade. Um, yeah, that's my take. It's uh, it's it's a doozy. This one, I feel really sad about it whenever I think about it. So when you say, or when you get asked, right, what your mm. least favorite Linkin Park song is, you're just gonna just say the Hunting Party, just the whole album. Yeah, I just say the whole album, with the exception just, of Final what, Masquerade. What you just said now, you just completely ripped it apart. It's yeah, so brutal. I know, and it was painful because <laughs> I remember listening to it for the first time. I listened to Keys of the Kingdom, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? And what is going I, on?" I, do, I, I think I do remember you not not liking. Well, especially Keys of the Kingdom. I remember you not liking that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just it was a bad start for me, and it never got that much better until the very end. I mean, I was, I was so gentle with Meteora. <laughs> yeah, I'm not with this one, and it's uh and the thing is, like, I think the worst part about it for me is when they said, oh, we're going back to rock roots. We're going to really try and recapture, like, the heaviness of, like, hybrid theory. It'll even be a bit heavy. I was like, oh, sick. Like, okay, I'm down for that. And it, no, just there's something about the style of music in it that just, to me, didn't work at all. And I would rather they had continued on their run of doing what they wanted to do as opposed to what the fans wanted them to do. And as a fan, I was a bit like, ah, I feel like this was a poor choice of direction to go down. Um, yeah, this was the album that made me a bit sad. I'm not going to lie. I uh, I remember texting Joe and being like, I really don't think I like this album. And I was like, I really hope I'm going to. And I just never did. Wow. Well, there you go. I'd yeah. argue that it's heavier than Hybrid Theory. Yes. Yeah, it's mm. the, hands down, it's the heaviest stuff they've done, definitely. Mm. Yeah. But it kind of nowhere near as commercial. Yeah, d- d- the thing is, does it feel heavier? Because like when I listen to it, I still associate like one step closer, or, like paper cut, as being like more punchy in terms of like the song. Even well, though I think it's like when you hear when you hear like um, Darren from System on Rebellion. Yeah, I was literally about to mention yeah. that one. Yeah, that's that's it's heavier than anything on Hybrid Theory. I think Keys of the Kingdom certainly is. Yeah, when you say heavy, like it's it's like screaming, it's way more screaming than mm. the last few albums. It's um, yeah, special rebellion. I I love Darren Malakian. I think his name is. I think um, so. Yeah, his guitar work on that song is unreal. Mm. Oh, I love it. And it's you know, oh, I, I, it's it's not my go yet, but you know, I think it. I think it sounds like not maybe maybe not Mike and Chester, but the rest of the band are having a fucking great time on this album. It's like finally we can play our guitars again. <laughs> yeah, we can actually use our instruments. <laughs> it's like and and Rob on the drums is so fucking good on this album. He's so so good. I thought it was I, a different drummer. I did not know that was yeah. Rob, and I was like, "What? He had that? He's got that in his locker?" I was like, "Jesus!" I, I remember following you on Instagram around that time, and he got ripped for this album. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, sp- like I suppose he had to because the energy of it was so intense. He's and such, he, he's such like, the quiet one out of the band. Like he's like, which is so, weird for a drummer. Yeah, he's like, it's weird. He's like, he kind of wants to be out the way, but he's so. Oh, I just love him. 
It's like he got really bored of Joe Hahn taking all the drum beats. Uh, <laughs> Listen, bitch, I want my own album and this is it. <laughs> Can I have my drums back, please? And Genoda <laughs> went, here you go, have a whole album. Anyway, um, so yeah, Mars, what is your favorite track on the album? Uh, Final Masquerade, no question. Yeah, it's it's the one that I think for me felt like I had, again, that kind of message, that kind of feel to it. Um, I think it's just beautifully written, like genuinely lyrically. I think it's really stunning. And I think it's topic of like, like the whole thing is like tearing me apart with the words you wouldn't say suddenly tomorrow, like the moments washed away. Like it's just, I really enjoy like the poeticness of the actual writing in it. Um, and it is one of my favorite Linkin Park songs. So it is the only, and I know this is going to be, it's the only redeeming quality for me of this album. Wow. Yeah. You've just torn that to shreds. I have. Uh, I have. And I knew when I got to this bit, <laughs> I knew I, I was going to be a minority. On I didn't this one. think. It, I didn't think it was going to be this album because oh, so I, know, I had, it was going to be the next one. I know I there. I know. I know there are a lot of mixed feelings about one more life, but we'll get to it. Um, what's your least favorite song? The album? Uh, basically, the rest of the fucking album. Uh, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember really disliking War and Wastelands, and if I'm honest, I genuinely couldn't really tell you much about the other songs. Keys to the King, just no, yeah, I just basically, basically no, everything. Got the keys to the kingdom, man. Oh, it's brilliant. No, no, it's guilty all the same is fine. I can appreciate it, and until it's gone, is also good. But the rest are all uh, no's from me. So basically, everything other than those three is all right. Life. Fine, thank you. Uh, Joe. Thanks, thanks for going for my <laughs> TED talk. Love you all. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, hunting party. It's what it's what I wanted. It's what I wanted. Bring back the heavy. That's because um... that, for me personally, I just I love the heaviness of Link- the Link- the. It's like a different type of heavy because it's Lincoln Park heavy. It's like um, as that's what I wanted. I wanted the fast drums. I wanted the the screaming back, and I fucking love Chester's screaming. It's one of his best qualities, and he brought it back for this. And I was like, yes, this is sick. And then it turned out to be meh. Like for me, it's I do like heavy. Don't get me wrong, but listen to it front to back. It's 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 difficult because it's it's almost like a game that's got bad pacing, like Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> um, oh, Last of Us too. Yeah, yeah, that one's got really bad pacing. Hey, hey, <laughs> you shut your fucking mouth, you fucking <laughs> cretin! You've already gone this round. Shut up. I just had to do it. I'm sorry. It was just there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 bad pacing. It, it starts off extremely well with Kings of the Kingdom. I think it's one of my favorite songs in Linkin Park, actually. Um. But then yeah, all for wow, nothing. I didn't know you had such poor taste. Sorry, sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. Miles, uh, sit down. You're on timeout. Sit down. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, I mean, you, you just like burn it down. It's come on. I mean, I, I know I'm the minority in that one, but still. Anyway. I'm sorry. I dislike generic music. <laughs> uh, Ross uh, was having your back there, and then you just ruined it. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All for nothing. Guilty or the same. Uh, I remember Guilty of the Same. I think that actually, I, mistake me if I'm wrong, I think that was the first single. It was the first single, and it was... Guilty of the Same, yeah. The and video the... was the, the video was made in a Microsoft Xbox game where you no can way, make... No way, that's hilarious. ...where you can make your own levels. And oh, my God. I'd know the that. video was, must have been made for at least, well, the price of the game, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it was very poor. Oh, amazing. Uh, and poor choice of Xbox as well. Uh, <laughs> um... 
that yeah, guilty. I remember when Rakeem, I think his name was there, yeah, the 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 uh, the rapper on it. He just came on. I was like, why isn't why isn't Mike doing this bit? Yeah. Why do they need another rapper on when you've got like one of the world's best rapper who who doesn't just do rap? Well, he does do rapping by himself, but it's like. Uh, <laughs> like why why do someone introducing it was weird that they they picked that as the first single as well it, it was like it was heavy don't get me wrong it was it was good it was heavy but it was long as well it was like six minutes long yeah it was really long really long and uh, it was really strange it kind of ruined the pacing for me for when i was listening to the album uh summoning war war he just shouts war most of the fucking song <laughs> it was war uh yeah no that's that's a no for me wastelands was catchy i felt i feel like wastelands actually should have been in a thousand suns like it's got that weird kind of yeah mix i see that to it. yeah yeah that makes sense it's, it's got that weird mix to it where i'm thinking of wastelands at the moment it feels like a, a thousand suns song um the wastelands of today it just yeah it, it was okay but meh it, again it was really weird in this album it's supposed to be really heavy it wasn't that it had that weird it had that actually the third bit of the song uh, the the final third it was quite heavy i remember but again weird kind of choice rebellion i loved rebellion this is like one of my favorite songs because because i love system of a down i thought darren malakian i remember hearing for the first time that he was going to feature on this album i was so excited i was like yes this is so sick um i thought he was actually going to sing in it as well or do some blurty out some weird (laughs) uh words to it but um it was awesome to hear his guitar in this in this song, and I loved it. And I thought uh, when Chester was shouting "Rebellion, Rebellion," was amazing, and they, they were so powerful. I loved that song. Mark the Graves again, having a bad kind of up and down on this bad pacing. Mark the Graves was very meh. Drawbar very meh. Final Masquerade, what a good song, but I disagree with Miles. I'm sorry, Miles. Is, is not it's okay so it's not yeah, great it's fine <laughs> it's all i'm gonna know <laughs> uh for some reason i just it's for me it's it's not not there i'm sorry guys uh and then a line of the sand i loved a line of the sand because it is it's it's like it's almost 50 it's like split in half that song and it gets so it's like there's not a song on that album where or, or the local part do actually that um just like I, I think it's the first song that they do that's got a guitar solo in it uh, and the little things give you away also has a guitar solo oh okay okay all right all right you know but we're going back a few years now but still god's sake <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough then but yeah lion sand loved it i thought it was a good end to the album as well however after saying all these things i still think a thousand sons is better i think uh even though it's more controversial I think they had better songs in it and I, I prefer the direction they were going in. Even though I like the heavier stuff, I thought the the uh, the pacing of the album really threw me off. Um, even if you put the songs in different orders, I still think they don't really mix well. Like if you listen to, I like I like albums when they kind of fade into other songs. I know a lot, a lot of bands do that, but with these like later albums that Link Apart do, they, none of them really fade into each other really well they're kind of really random it's kind of weird how they choose their songs especially in these kind of albums um and yeah it just wasn't it was very very middle to lower tier for me 
yeah, I'm 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 with you. I think um, I'm not with Miles. That's just a ridiculous take, uh, <laughs> frankly. Um, Donate me because I'm right. <laughs> wow, my god. Um, yeah, Rebellion is a fucking fantastic song. Yes, and it is the highlight of this album without any question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like Final Masquerade. It is, you know, again, I feel like it's another song that they probably blurted out very very quickly because it's very Linkin Park. Um, it's it's one that I think that they probably could have written in their sleep. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad song, but it's just it's, it feels like it could have been on any of the albums. Um, which is again not necessarily a bad thing, I suppose. I love a line in the sand. I love the yeah. the kind of the sign the silence of it at, at, at the beginning, you know, and where it ends up. I think anyway, it's not even my go. I'll, I'll talk about it properly in a minute. What's your favorite song on the album, Joe? <laughs> Um, it's so tough between Keys, Keys of the Kingdom and Rebellion. Um, I'll have to go Keys, Keys of the Kingdom. All right. I know at least favorite song. Um, I want to say Final Masquerade just, just to annoy Miles, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> Surely, of all the songs on this album... That. How yeah, dare yeah. you? No, no, no. It's it's definitely not. I like I like my final script, but it's it's definitely not my favorite. Uh I'm gonna war. I think it's yeah. uh, just weird. Yeah. Weird song to put in and I don't like it. It was a strange one, that one. Like even yeah. in this album it doesn't really fit. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the album with the most filler. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um it's, I think well, there were apart from... sorry, go on. Oh no, sorry. No, I was just gonna say apart from there weren't, there weren't many instrumentals. I think they only had one instrumental in this one, yeah. which is dr- Drawbar. Um, and the songs are super long with lots of instrumentals within them and not many lyrics. Yeah. No, yeah, okay, I agreed. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Mm. Yeah, this album was for the band, not for, like, the front two, really. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, like, yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, uh, yeah, it, pro- it probably kept everyone else interested because everyone else was probably getting sick of just, you know ticking a triangle or something, or whatever Mike made them do in the last two albums. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I'm looking through the list. Now, Keys of the Kingdom is, when that started the album, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be hype as shit. This is going to be awesome. And it just, it works as an opener, as a way to go. This is going to be unexpected. And I think it is unexpected. I think it does go places that you don't expect the album to go. And that is a very Linkin Park thing to do. Um, And that, you know, for that reason, I think Shinoda probably did a very good. I mean, the, the production on this album is fantastic, and um, you can hear it in Rebellion and Keys of the Kingdom. It's just, you know, he he just became. He was always amazing, but I think he became a real master of it in this era. And um, you can hear it in his solo stuff as well, particularly in, in uh, post dramatic. But yeah, I think I think it only has like three great songs. And we've discussed them already at length. And it's a shame because I think the second single was Until It's Gone. And I cannot remember that song for the life of me. Um, until apart from, it's gone. Apart from the chorus, was like, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. I thought, like, yes, I know that. I've heard that a yeah. million times, Linkin Park. Why That's are you telling me I that? I know from it as well. Literally, <laughs> and literally just the chorus. Until it's gone. <laughs> yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> it, was just, it was just, I think Rebellion would have been a great single. because I think it really would have been like, holy shit, this is a really different kind of Linkin Park album. Um, but there you go. Single choice is so important. Why don't any of these bands understand this? Um, I, I like Drawbar. I love you know, Tom Morello turning up. That was pretty cool. Um, again, you know, working with people that you don't really expect. 
Um, I do like Final Masquerade. Final Masquerade's a good song. After all that, I actually think it's all right. But yeah, I think in terms of songs that I would go back and listen to, there's only four or five on this album, which is a real shame. Um, but they are they are top tier. You know, Rebellion, Keys of the Kingdom, Final Masquerade, Blowing of the Sand, and probably probably guilty all the same. I do like the um, the the guitar work in that. I think it sounds really cool. So, yeah, I mean, I guess my best one is going to be Rebellion, without a doubt. And, yeah. I'm with Joe, but I think War is the, uh, the least. So, yeah. Right there with you on that one. Good old hunting. Yeah, passing. it's very meh. It's it's a weird one. but Very meh, indeed. All, all the albums, apart from, you know, the the best song of them all, Hands Held High, is in there. <laughs> on that we can all agree right yes every single album we've talked about you've brought this up can we just, can we just drop it now maybe it's, it's because it was the most controversial take and it came so early as well it's because you've you've now mentioned burn it down and it's angered me burn it down isn't a bad song it's just boring it's just not a good song either. It's, it's just not, a nothing song. It's not special it's just a 5 out of 10 Linkin Park song it's oh, just a song that exists and that's it god it's not awful by any means. It's just, yeah, okay, we've heard this Linkin Park like a thousand times before. It's basically an NPC from any open world game. Yeah. Going, yeah, how can I help you today, sir? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to hear in the end again? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I love how he's not even back. <laughs> I have no words. Neither does okay. the song, so that's pretty fitting. Oh, god damn it. No words of any real meaning, anyway. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Write that in your psychic book. Available now on all good moon stores. <laughs> um, Miles is. Uh, <laughs> this is a stupid question. Is the hunting party better than living things? Is it fuck? <laughs> it's nowhere near. No, it's bottom. All right, Joe. Is the hunting party better than living things? It definitely is. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Is it... Okay, well, then we... now now we keep going. Is it better than A Thousand Suns? For me or Miles? For you, Joe. Well, it's Miles obviously not going to be for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, is it better than A Thousand Suns? Oh, it's so tight. It's not no, better it than A Thousand Suns. Okay. I, right. think I, it's... I feel a sense of relief. I think it's better than Living Things, but not as good as A Thousand Suns as well. So it's going right there at number Five. I'll, I'll okay. Five. All I'll right. Five. Okay. That that is better than how I initially thought it was going to go. After you two were uh, quite shocked with my take, I thought it was going to end up at like four. Okay, we've done it, guys. Three hours into the podcast, we made it to the final <laughs> album. <laughs> Let's make sure this one takes another round. <laughs> this is officially officially the longest podcast we've ever recorded. Oh my god! Um, even longer. Oh yeah, it's longer than the Elden Ring and Dynasty Warriors ones by half an hour already, and we Ooh. haven't finished yet. Not even close Ooh. to finishing. Ooh. And now we're at the most, one of the most controversial albums. Yeah, one this is going to be a big one. More Light, which is, as it stands, Linkin Park's last album. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, this album, I'm going to say this now before anyone kicks off. I really love this album before it was cool to like this album. All right. I'm just going to say that out loud. When Heavy came out and everyone was shitting on it, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a very interesting direction for them to go. I thought 
getting the feel my vocal on it was really interesting because they'd never done that before. Um, and then the album came out, and I really loved it. And it won when Chester passed. Suddenly, the album became something much bigger than I thought it was. And there's such a poignancy to the whole thing, especially the song "One More Light," which we'll get into, I'm sure. There's, yeah, this is like the most polar opposite album I think they've ever done from their following album, from their previous album. Um, I think if you put the hunting party and this next to each other and gave it to a complete stranger, they wouldn't think it was the same band. And I think that's what's so magical about it. Um, I really freaking adore this album and it has a such a tinge of sadness to it now. And I think that that's, um, that's probably why it's so special to me now. But I think even before Chester passed, there was something about it that made it really special. And I don't think there's a song in here that I dislike, but um, anyway, we'll get into it. Uh, Miles, one more light. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Well, this is one that I'm actually very much alongside yourself for. In that, oh, finally! I know, I know. We finally <laughs> have reached one alongside a th- alongside Mister Midnight. We've we've hit our peak. Mm-hmm. Um, because the meaning of this album for me is just really poignant, like super, super poignant. Um, so obviously, it came out in 2017, and when Heavy was first released. Was it you, Joe, who didn't actually like it? Because I feel like I remember talking to someone about it and they were like, yeah. I'm not keen on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Literally, I thought it was, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. The featuring of Kiara, was it? Yeah, yeah, Kiara. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a strange direction. But yeah, I'll, I'll go I'll go into that. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just checking because um, I know I spoke to a couple of people about the album. And I really liked Heavy. I think also part of my reasoning for enjoying this album was because I had been working in mental health for two years by this point. And I think Heavy in particular is a really good encapsulation of what it's like for people with depression or when you felt very low of you can't really describe the feeling, but you know that everything just feels exhausting. And that song just really gets that and i remember listening to it and being like damn and i could picture like different points in my life where this song would have applied to and i could just really feel it and there's so many like great little lyrics in there that just really really nail it and i really love um so it was a point like isn't like the hunting party so i'm probably gonna like it (laughs) um and then obviously they released the second, um, which was was a battle symphony. It was, was that the second one they symphony, released? Yeah. Good goodbye. They released one of those two next, and I, I think it was uh, talking to myself. Oh yeah, that was it. So yeah, and that one I was a bit like, mm, I'm not quite as keen on. So it was a bit like, mm, okay, I wonder if this is going to be another like Thousand Suns where it's going to have some real high points for me, and then the others are going to be a little bit like not as good. And then the actual album came out, and there are a couple of songs on here I'm not as keen on, which I think are kind of middling to okay. But some of the songs on here are just wildly good. Um, and for the reason of they're not trying to be heavy, of they're not trying to be really rocky, they're not trying to appease fans. It felt like an album written about 
them discovering themselves, knowing who they are, feeling comfortable with it. And especially from my perspective on Chester, it felt like an album where he was sort of acknowledging that he's allowed to move forward and can forgive himself for his past. And it felt like this was his healing album, like a really proper healing album. And that just really did something with me. Um, So Battle Symphony was one that I initially didn't like too much and really grew on me, the whole point of like having your armor and being able to like develop your own way of coping with the world. Invisible from Mike, I think, is one of his best songs. Um, Totally agreed. Yeah, it's just so good, isn't it? Of like the lyrics of it of... Oh, I just yeah, it just gets me. Like Invisible, I think, is really, really stunning. And I think it captures how a lot of people feel a lot of the time when they're not kind of content and not kind of in and amongst you might have a lot of people around you, but you just don't feel seen. Um Heavy have spoken about Halfway Right, I think is quite an interesting one because it's like a bit of a different vibe, but still really fits this album. And then the last two songs are like the clinches for me. These two take this album like up another level. One More Light, I genuinely think is one of their best songs. And that song for me is just so powerful. And it's such an emotional song for me of like, when I first listened to it, it just really hit me. It's so hard hitting. And this idea of if you, when you acknowledge kind of Chester's past and the band's past and anyone who's ever like experienced like a suicidal thought has been super depressed and you know working in mental health there was just so many layers to how this song affected me um and even talking about it now like still makes me emotional just even thinking about it um and when my dad was going through some stuff and me and him really bonded over this song kind of more than i think we'd ever really bonded over something before um and obviously like yourself show like we talked about if there was an emotional song that me and Joe have, it was this one, you know, we would sit and have this song and it would just be like yeah. complete connection with it. This, um, this is, yeah. This is our song that we'd sing together and we would cry together and we'd just bond. It's, yeah. It's one of those songs that brings you together. Yeah. And I think like one of the lyrics is like um, at the table, one more chair than you need, like the way that one lyric can capture a sense of grief so effectively is just, beyond like effective i still don't know how they managed to write this song so beautifully and get the tone to it and the theme of it and everything it is genuinely one of my favorite songs ever and i just absolutely adore it and i still struggle to listen to it this is the hardest thing about it i absolutely love the song but whenever i listen to it it's just tinged with this huge sense of sadness that this was a song about learning to want to still be around and caring that other people don't you know lose themselves because you value them and then knowing what chester did a few months after this album released is just really heartbreaking um and it's followed up by sharp edges which i think is another one which is really underappreciated for just how good a song and how well written it really really is 100 percent. yeah um like and i think it's one of those songs where the more i listen to it of like you know, your mum telling you not to run with scissors, you're going to hurt yourself, but you just don't learn it until you kind of experience it for yourself. And it just captures that essence of life of you don't really realise what's going to happen until you've experienced it. Um, And Sharp Edges, when obviously me and Joe went to see this live, 
One More Light Got Me, but Sharp Edges, when they played it on guitar and it was just Chester singing it, um, it was it just completely like blew me away. Like I was just in t- floods of tears just in this group of people and everybody was just like embracing the emotion of it. Did Chester um, play this on guitar live? So I don't think he did. I think um, who played it, Joe? Who was stood next to him playing uh, it? Brad. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think they joked during the concert. He was like, oh, I might have a go on guitar. And they might yeah. be like, oh, do you want to have a go? And he was like, no, no, I'm shit. I'm shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they just kind of, they took away like the song part of it. And it was just the guitar and it was just Chester's vocals for it. Um, and it is genuine like a moment that's like ingrained in my mind. Like he's in the middle of the crowd. I think me and Will were like a few feet away from where he was because they'd come out into the stage, like into the middle. Um and I can still just picture it. Like, it's just this moment that's burned into my brain. Um, and so I love One More Light. I think it is a, just a stunning song, but there's something about Sharp Edges that just, it cuts deep. And I can't even really describe why, but it hits on some kind of nerve or some kind of level, um, which very few songs or music manage to do, for me anyway. Um, and genuinely, when people talk about Linkin Park and they say, like, they're, newer stuff wasn't as good as their older stuff i would always direct them to those two and say you know listen to these two songs and tell me that their essence isn't in here anymore and i think you'll find that that's not true like their essence is pouring out of those songs um and like i said i just find it the saddest part about this album is it was the redemption one it was the healing one it was you know for chester finally saying you know i'm at the point that life is okay and i feel good and i can move forward and then it's tinged with that, you know, realization of what's to come afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I remember then when Chester had died and I'd gone into work the next day and thankfully I was on my own in like a little office. Um, and I spent just the whole day just feeling super emotional, was just listening to all these songs on repeat. Um, and then the whole third situation happened with my dad and that was like super emotional as well. But those songs like massively carried me through it. Um, and that's also why alongside these ones, the life is strange soundtrack. I know this is a really weird tangent also sits so strongly with me because it was like the same thing of like the music really cut a chord at a time when I needed that. Mm, um, sure. and it, and it gave like a, a realistic way of understanding these emotions I was going through at the time. So I love this album. I think it's wonderful. I totally get why people, would see this as not very Linkin Park. And I get that, and that's fine. Like, I totally appreciate that. But for me, I don't think there is a better example of Linkin Park being Linkin Park than these songs in this album, where it is all about them expressing what they have come to learn and realize and develop. And some of the songwriting, I just think, is absolutely beautiful. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll stop now. I've been talking for ages. But, yeah, I adore this album, and I think those songs are amazing. I, yeah, that was I just, I just got to say, yeah, I just got to say, well said, man. That is, yeah, you completely nailed that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, that yeah, it just, you just nailed, nailed kind of describing the emotions of this album, um, and yeah, no, thank you for that. That was really good. I would tell you no, a, good. A, Thanks, a, a, a short story about Sharp Edges. Um, my dad was always really into country, country western music. And I think Sharp Edges has got a kind of country twang to it. Yeah. Um, yeah it it's does. got a real yeah. kind of like foot stomping acoustic, yeah, yeah, bulky sense to it. And I was, I remember we were just going on for a drive one day and 
um, I connected my phone to the Bluetooth in the car. And I was like, check this out. This is Linkin Park. He knows I love Linkin Park. He was never a fan, obviously, but I, like, I played him certain stuff, like little things give you away and all that. And he listened to Charbed and was like, wow, that's brilliant. I really like that. Get me a copy of the album. I was like, all right then. Um, and like a week later, we get into a car and he's listening to One More Light, like the whole album. And it was really quite touching. And then Sharp Edges came on and he started singing along to it. Like he knew all the words. And this has just never happened before. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, my dad wasn't the great greatest vocalist, but he was, <laughs> he was, you know, he was just singing along and obviously he was just really enjoying it. And of course, um, Miles, you know, he passed in April mm, and yeah. I found out, you know, five minutes past 11 on April the 1st that he, that he passed. And I was just sort of lying in bed on my own, not really thinking. I was very numb, not really sort of staring at the ceiling. And I thought I'd put on a Spotify playlist and have a guess what the first song was. <laughs> I bet it was uh, Sharp Edges. <laughs> it was Sharp Edges. Oh, and damn. I was like, you universe, not right now. Not right now. But that song, I'm with you completely. Uh, that song is is so meaningful to me now for so many reasons, mm. and yeah. the same with one more light. You know, it's um, you know, I just wanted to kind of like share in your emotional side of that story because it's just it's so now you know it it's it's linked to the death of one of my musical icons, um, and I think to the death of my dad who I loved more than anything else on this planet, mm-hmm. and you know that that will always have that connection. And yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. Right oh, thank you as well because I think it's it's such a hard thing when, yeah. like this album in particular. Like the more I've ever gone on to like videos of Linkin Park or of this album or these songs, it's just completely filled with comments of people who have like gone through like a really hard time in life or are grieving some someone or you know all these kind of things. And I feel like this album more than any other I think I've ever seen is like linked so much to people coming through horrible stuff um and i think you know like you said it it almost feels like fate sometimes you know you put that playlist on and it's the first song that comes up and you know when my dad was going through his stuff like it's super scary and you don't know what's going to happen and you're filled with this emotion of stuff um and then you put these songs on and they are sad songs you know the way that they are composed and delivered but they're tinged with this feeling of like just keep going just it will come out the other side and you know there's such a connection to them for so many people and i just don't think that you can put a like a quality price on that like there's just something about these songs that just hit slightly different um and i think i'm just so grateful that you know linkin park were willing to go the direction that they wanted to because we wouldn't have ever had these songs to you know be able to sit here and talk about now and actually just you know embrace the fact that we can get emotional about it and it's okay um so yeah no thank you as well because i think it's really nice that we both have those kind of shared like stories with it it's just uh yeah it's a super powerful album for so many reasons um it seems kind of superfluous but what's your favorite song on the album uh yeah so it's it is a toss-up between sharp edges and one more light and if i'm honest i couldn't really pick between them i feel like they are in their own ways very similar but very different and honestly if you had if you asked me to pick one it would be a coin toss so 
I've Fair. just got to say half and half of both. I'll take half of each, and then that'll, that'll be my one song. One more sharp edges. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of doing it. I like that. Or sharp light edges. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a blunt do have, edge. Do you, do you have a, a, I don't know if you have a least one. Do you have a least favourite song? Probably. Hmm, on, let me have a look through here. Mate, it's a tough one because I actually like all of them to some degree. I'd probably say "Good Goodbye," which I know probably wouldn't be a popular choice for least favorite. But well, no, I'm, I'm, it doesn't. I don't think it really fits with the rest of the album. To be honest, yeah, it just felt a bit like I appreciate they were probably just trying to do something cool and kind of a little bit experimental with it, but mm. um, it just didn't sit with me. I didn't like compared to the rest of the album. It just doesn't yeah. have that same sense of hitting home. Yeah, I'm with you. I love Storm. I love, I love having Storms on the Linkin Park album. That was really cool. Honestly, he came out of the concert and we went. F- everyone went fucking ballistic. <laughs> he, he was at the gig. Was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came out just for that bit. It was nuts. It was so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Joe, I imagine you have similar feelings to to one more like. Yes, uh, I mean I don't know how I'm gonna follow up on on uh, yourself and Miles's, uh, but yeah, I think um, it's. It's it's a very well, heavy, there you go, very heavy album. Um, hey. Obviously, of course, for so many reasons. Um, it's one of those where it's going to take you down. It really is. It's going to, um, I, I mean, the, the each song is it's just heavy in its in its own way like even if, if you look at the track listings like nobody can save me like good goodbye talk to myself uh invisible heavy sorry for now it's, it's all even the wordings of the titles it's very very kind of heavy you can you can just tell by the titles um that it's going to be a heavy ride <laughs> uh and listening from back to front it's a very interesting ride it's, it's kind of there's not i wouldn't say there's many happy songs <laughs> in the in the album um it's you know you're gonna go for a tough ride in it but you, you're gonna feel almost like when when people say when you're going through a tough time and you're going through like you, you have to the people say you have to let out your emotions like and this is uh one of those times where you can do this while listening to this album um you can feel what you know Chester singing to you you can uh hear it in in the music and in the lyrics and it's it is heavy it's it's it, there's not many albums that i i listen to that, that at any time that it d- doesn't bring out tears and this always always does especially with one more light um and it's obviously way heavier now that uh chester has passed and you know the, the whole reasoning behind everything and um i mean when he did pass uh this was going to be one of my questions later on about do you remember where you were when he passed um but um he when it when he did pass it's you just filled with confusion and filled with like what the fuck is going on what do i do right now um you know what was going through his head at the time like how you know you almost like how could you do this to to like his family and stuff like that but you never know what someone is going through 
You really don't, no matter how. I think there was a, a video that was shared by his wife to Linda um, of him and his kids literally the, the night before. I think it was 24 hours before, maybe 40 hours before um, of them playing the, uh, I think it was the, you know, in Harry Potter where they have those sweets where it can taste like boogers and stuff like that. Yeah, I know the video you mean. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, exactly. Where he yeah, just it's super sad. Yeah, where it's like you, it shows him just enjoying him, himself and just being happy, and you, and for, for you know for, for that to happen a couple of days later, it's horrible, and it's um, it, it brings this album to a whole new meaning, um, and yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a, it's a tough listen, <laughs> and I have, and to be fair, and to be honest, I haven't actually listened to it that often um it's not one of my most played albums it's um don't get me wrong there are songs on there that i love uh and i i love mike shinoda he he's like for me he is lincoln park he he without shinoda there wouldn't be lincoln park um so i love chester but without shinoda there wouldn't be um so songs like invisible uh, like totally agree with mars i think that's one of his best songs uh, one of lincoln park's best songs even though it's just him singing and sorry, and um, and sorry. Wait, actually, no. Does Chester sing Invisible as well, or is it just Shinoda? I think it's just Shinoda. And then, yeah, and, so, just... and yeah, and sorry for now. I love sorry for now. Uh, I've listened to that songs. That could be my most played song actually on this. More than one more like. Uh, I just love sorry for now. Just love the way that is. Um, as well as positioned in the album as well. I love it. Um, but I think talking about the album in a different light i think if the things didn't happen like they did uh with chester uh and i'll just look look at this uh album objectively um it's not one of my favorites uh because there are songs like um battle i i i know you like this one miles <laughs> i don't want i don't want to yeah it's okay it. no i actually understand this one <laughs> yeah like, like well, battle symphony i i just i never got i never connected with it and battle I never... symphony all the world in front of me when my armor breaks <laughs> i'll fuse it back together oh uh, yeah it's, it come on. Back together. <laughs> it's just like yeah i don't know it, it didn't connect with me uh it didn't fuse with me hey eh? <laughs> um, oh, oh, um yeah there are uh like halfway right i didn't agree with either uh sharp edges i it, it I, to begin with it i did i didn't click with it a bit it, def, it, it became one of my most liked songs in the album it's not one of my most favorite but it's, i still like it because I, I just don't think it's like a park but that, that's just me that's me personally um and yeah but what is linkin park Jeff? but what, what is linkin park that is what does linkin park mean to you Stay tuned for the second part of this uh, long podcast. <laughs> Where we query, what is Lincoln Park? <laughs> another four hours. Um, you thought we couldn't yeah. go another five hours? You were wrong, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, good goodbye. I, I don't like... I love Stormzy, um, but I think his inclusion and push the team to this was just very, very forced. I felt like it was just, oh, look, Stormzy in this, is in this. Uh, let's get a few more people listening to this song. I didn't like it. I didn't think it fit the album. Um, yeah, there are just songs in this where, yeah, it, it kind of put me off. But what, you know, going back to the emotional um, aspect of this album and 
I mean, going back, to, uh, just think about how music kind of integrate is integrated in in life, right? You can go through so many emotions. You can be angry, you can be sad, and you can feel it with music. With this album, like it's just all feels. <laughs> it's all feels, and you can just just you know go along with it and it's just it's it's not like the other albums it's not like living things living things is my bottom <laughs> my bottom album i just it, i can't connect with it. it but this album you can't i connect with it in such an emotional way i think because of the things that have happened as well and the things in my personal life that have happened recently in the last few years but musically it's not one of my favorites it's actually my second to last on the list which might be very controversial with you too yeah but, um it's oh, oh. yeah i know i know i'm oh. sorry i'm Oof. sorry oh it's a it's a toughie but uh, your heart's out man and you put it <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't know how to follow you too i was like what the fuck do i do after that <laughs> we've had some takes on this podcast tonight but that is that is quite something uh so but yeah um overall um it it was dis- it, it's almost hard saying this but it's disappointing that this could be their last album for me uh and i i think i don't know if this is gonna be a question later on but i think league park are done i mean they're, they're nothing with chester without chester sorry um and if if they dare bring in another vocalist it's 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 no innate don't get me wrong I, i'll be the first one to buy it. we'll talk about it we'll talk about it we'll talk about it yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I won't go into it too much, but um it's um yeah, I'm I'm kinda sad that this might be the last album. Um but yeah, that's it. Well, what a take. It's a tough one. Yeah, that was quite a mic drop moment there, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a downer to finish the podcast. I know. I, know. I feel like I feel like such a dick. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so, what is your favorite track on the album? Um, sorry for now. Uh, I I love nice choice. I love, I love one more light, and, and it for its emotional meaning and for its actual song. But I I can't listen to it now. It, 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 like, I will listen fair. to it with Miles. I will listen to it with Miles. <laughs> like it's our song, but I, I like that for special moments. Do you yeah, get, yeah, I don't I know. I, I don't know if you guys have like those kind of songs where you just you just have those special moments for for, for those kind of songs. But I, I can't listen to it. And like as soon as it comes up in my playlist or something, I have to skip it. I don't. Get, I love it, but it has to be for a certain moment. Um, I, do, I do agree with that. It feels like a yeah, song that, that you like have yeah. for particular times and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I think Battles Infinity, I'm sorry, Miles, is, is the worst one. <laughs> God damn it. No, no, no. Um, that, as, as well, that one I do understand, to be fair. That, as well as Halfway Right. Oh, I, Halfway Right is really bad as well. <laughs> it's just so um, but yeah, those. Uh, oh, and a special mention to Talk to Myself. I actually really like that song. Mm. Uh, not many people talk about that song, but I quite like it. Um, yeah, I like actually, And actually, it, I remember when did Chester did pass is that when um it was actually on the same day that that was released as a single i believe or it was or the video was shown on on youtube and i just remember like everyone commenting about oh i can't believe the news blah 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 that was just so like a crazy moment i just that always is it's kind of a little story that is stuck in my head but yeah, yeah. those those are the two interesting 
Yeah, those are good choices. It's so weird, isn't it? I mean, One More Light, I, if I remember correctly, I, I think Mike once said it was written about someone who worked at the record studio that passed away. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, the actual song or the album, you mean? The song itself, One More Light. Yeah, I the think it was for close... Chris Cornell as well, wasn't it? Or at least he attributed it to him eventually. Yes, it was actually, uh, yeah, so I think it was a, a friend of theirs that passed uh, mm. regarding One More Light and the, like, the lyric with the 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 millions what how does the lyric go with it in the stars the, the sky million... of a billion stars yeah yeah oh, it was man. about that i think um and I, I, rem- I remember them being live on jimmy kimmel i think it was um or one of the talk show hosts in america and he, he was singing one more light and you could just tell the anguish in his face and just like the, yeah. the raw emotion it was hot it was actually hard to watch i was like this... oh man you know you can t- you could just tell he was just so broken, so broken at that time. It was, it's, it's really hard to watch. The part of One More Light where it, you can't hear it, but it's very, he does a proper like high note, but it's kind of hidden away and like, it's kind of echoed and reverbed. But Yeah, it's like between the sections, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he goes, and it's like, it's, I when I saw him do that live, I was like, that's just, oh my God. You know, it just it just hits you so hard because it's like one more light as a song. I think will be a historic Linkin Park song in the same way that Numb is and In the End is, purely because of what it represents. And wherever Linkin Park go from here, if they do, I mean, we'll get into it briefly. But as a whole album, I really do like it, and I think Nobody Can Save Me is such a it's such a risky way to open an album. I think it's, it's it's an interesting way to go if you're not a Linkin Park fan. Because it's... I think if you're a Linkin Park fan, you kind of expect that, those kind of lyrics. But I think if you're not, for someone like my dad who just bought the album because he liked Sharp Edges and expected the rest of the album to sound like that, which it didn't, but he liked it anyway. And, you know, it's like, I'm dancing with my demons, I'm hanging off the edge. You know, it's like, I don't know where Chester's mind was when they recorded One More Light, but it just, it's so weird to listen back to it now and to go, you know, there was a lot of conspiracy theories about, you know, he's been telling us for 20 years, you know, why didn't any of us listen? It's like, it's not the same thing, you know, it's just that's him venting and saying, but like, nobody can save me. It's right, like you said, Joe, it's right there in the title. You know, it's like you know, it's like it's there's no, yeah. it's no messing around with what this with what the story of that song is, um, but it's almost, I mean, it's written in a major chord. It's almost, it's almost quite uplifting in a way, you know, in that kind of Linkin Park way of being able to do both at the same time. Um, I mean, Mike, I think he considers heavy quite an uplifting song. You know, I remember reading that in, in an interview once. You know, he considers it one of the more positive Linkin Park songs, and. It's interesting. I think it takes a while to listen to heavy and find light in it, but it was written for that purpose, and that's that's it's just that's what makes it even more fascinating. And I think if you listen to heavy live, I think a lot of people were kind of down on it because it didn't really have guitars. But I think live, the rock aspect of it really comes out more. Um, I never saw it performed live, but I saw it performed live you know, on YouTube and whatever. And I think it becomes a heavier song. Um when they are performing it live rather than the studio mix. And it kind of gives it that more of an edge. Um, but 
you know, I will always be emotionally attached to this album for for so many reasons. Um, Invisible, I completely agree. I think it's superb. Um, Battle Symphony, I really like. I really like Battle Symphony. It's such a sweet song. Yeah, um, you're like the only other person I know who actually I likes really, it. <laughs> I really do like it. Um, I really do. Um, I remember dreaming about that song once, and I woke up going, all right, fine, I like it. At first, again, I was like, oh, come on, Lincoln Park, what's, what's, what's going on here? But you learn to, much like the catalyst, I learned to love it, and I learned to grow into it and listen to the lyrics and understand what he was trying to put across, and you know, it just becomes really nice. I mean, what I like about this album is that it's so compact. It's what, 10 songs? And again, like my argument to A Thousand Sons, it's all songs, you know? There's like 10 songs. It's great. You know, there's like no, there's no filler in any of it. And, you know, they must have been chosen very carefully. I love Sorry For Now. I love um, Halfway Right is, uh, it's not a bad song, but I guess it's the weaker of the, the group, but yeah, I'll, I'll always have a place in my heart about a symphony, um, for sure. And I think that, you know, if this is Linkin Park's last album, then, you know, One More Light, I think, is, as a song, is probably quite a historic one to go out on um, for various different reasons. Uh, but, yeah, I'll always have a place in my heart for Sharp Edges for the obvious reasons that I've, that I've explained. And I think that it's... Um, I think it's a much more... Emotion, emotionally charged album than the hunting party. The hunting party is, you know, it's it's anger and it's rage and it's like it's the same thing, but it's coming out in a very different way. Whereas they've taken it back, like I said at the very start. You know, if you put the hunting party in one more light, if you gave them both to a complete stranger and didn't tell them who it was, they you know you can make the argument that it's two completely different bands. And that's what I always love about Lincoln Park is that you just never know what they're going to do next. And that was, you'll always find a light. You'll always find something. I mean, Miles even found a song you liked on the hunting party, for God's sake, you know? There's always just a... the one. Just <laughs> the one. But it, it was there, damn it. It was there. <laughs> you know, and that's what I love about One More Light is that, you know, people will... I know it's, it is going to be the album that will be revised upon for years to come. Um, in the revisionist history of music, it'll be, it'll be remembered, you know, maybe not for the reasons that it wanted to be, but for the reasons that if it is the final Linkin Park album, quote unquote, then, you know, it's, um, but I think it's going out on a, on a high. Um, it's just, I can't imagine what, where they would go. I mean, we'll talk about it, but it's an album that's perfectly fine for me. And, um, I'm very happy with it as a 10 minute album. That's a 10 song album. Sorry. That's like what? 30 minutes long, 35 minutes long, 35. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Perfect. Um, it's not all killer, but it's 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 mostly great, in my opinion, and mm, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. Uh, my favorite track is uh, Sharp Edges, uh, without a doubt. Uh, my least favorite track. I don't I mean I don't mind on its own. I really like Good Goodbye. I just don't think it fits in the album. Um, Agreed. I think yeah. um, if it landed in Living Things or A Thousand Suns or. Even Minutes to Midnight, I think it would probably be better there. Um, but yeah, in terms of a song that's on this album, it probably uh Out of place. <laughs> somewhat, yeah, somewhat. Okay, well here we go then. Miles oh, Thompson. I'm not ready for this. Uh, yeah, ready. this is oh, this is I'm gonna be ready. tough. 
<laughs> is, is one more light better than living things? Yes. Is it better than the hunting party? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Is it better than a thousand suns? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 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 Is it better than Meteora? Oh. This one's really hard for me. Don't don't do this. <laughs> on on a level, on a level, I I would say yes. However, I think as an overall album, like taking away a lot of my own connection to it, I don't think it's as good as the songs of Meteora. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Fire ready for But know that it was I was very tempted to go yes. <laughs> Joe, is it better than Meteora? No. No. Okay. I think it is, but I've been outvoted. So, one more light goes number four. Oh, number four. Wow. And we have our final listing. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, it's been three and a half hours in the making. (laughs) Let's go. Let's find out how how interesting Uh, our opinions are. (laughs) At number seven, we have Living Things. Wrong. Especially the worst Linkin Park album ever. Fuck no, us I, both. Both really not my, tragic. In my, in my personal list, that is number seven as well. Yeah. Oh, piss off. <laughs> yeah. Number six is arguably the best album, The Hunting Party. Disgusting. <laughs> far too far too high. At five, we have A Thousand Sons. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can okay. see that. Okay. Yeah. Four, because you're both cowards, it's one more light. I think that's, to be fair, I think that's exactly where it probably yeah. should be. Three is Meteora. Fucking hell. You guys. Where it belongs. Jesus Christ. It's disgustingly high. (laughs) Disgustingly high. Uh, Number two. It's just the best selling album of the 2000s. Hybrid Theory. Yeah, it's only the album of the entire generation, but not the (laughs) album of our list. (laughs) (laughs) And our official ranking as the best League of Park album ever made is Minutes to Midnight. Hey, Ooh, look at that, us being all controversial. That is very controversial. Oh, it is. And we love it. We love we live yeah, for this. We show. love the this controversy. Is the, this yeah. is what we did. This is our official rankings. Yeah. I like it's like it. a, it's like our Exoprimal is gonna get game of the year this year. Oh, it totally fuck, is. Fuck off. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's it Tears of the before. Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom or uh, nothing, mate. Uh, no, overrated trash. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is better than Tears of the Kingdom. No, it's, it's, the hun- <laughs> it's the hunting party of video games. Um, Miles, now easy. Easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> All right, then. Let's do our personal lists. Miles, I want to hear yours from the bottom to the top. Well, right. from the top to the bottom. From the bottom to the top. Top to the bottom. Top to the bottom. Uh, okay, so number seven, I had, unsurprisingly, the hunting party. Unsurprisingly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you suck. I know. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, number six, I had Living Things, which not not unexpected. Yeah, number five, number five was A Thousand Suns. Uh, interestingly, I've obviously changed my mind over the course. So something you two have said has really clicked with me because I put Meteor Meteora at four, and then one more light at three, and I swapped wow. that round when you asked me or when we rated. You did it. oh, interesting. Okay. Something something switched in my mindset there. Um, and then number two, I had Hybrid Theory, and number one, Minutes to Midnight. Wow. So, yeah, I did my objective list when number one, Hybrid Theory, number two, Meteora, three minutes to midnight, four, one more light, 
five living things, six a thousand suns, and seven hunting parties still. <laughs> wow. All right, Joe, what's your uh, personal ranking? Uh, so starting from number seven, I have living things. Wow. So this Shocking. is as obvious. It's just, yeah, it's a shocking album. It's It's got okay songs, but it's just, no, it just doesn't live up to Linkin Park hype. Uh, number six, I have one more light. Whoa! Wow! God! Oh yeah, God! Seriously, rethink our friendship after this. <laughs> <laughs> I just as an album, just as an album, and it, like taking away the emotional core of it, it, I just don't think it's it's up there. Uh, number five, I have Hunting Party. Ugh, far too high. Interesting. Uh, I would. It is so close between the Thousand Sons and the Hearty Party. No, no, it, no. Like no, some no, days no, it might be no. entertaining. Stop. Yeah, Stop it. No, if, you, if you yanking. Come on. <laughs> no. If, if I'm in a mood, I am going Hearty Party. But uh, say so yeah, number four, Thousand Sons. Uh, very underrated album, and I think a lot of people should give it another go if they don't like it. Or well, the first, if if the first time they don't like it, definitely go back and listen to it. Yeah. But, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. <laughs> um, such a weird album, but wonderful, and just, I oh, just embrace it, embrace the change. Um, number three, Minutes to Midnight. Um, great album, given up. Oh, imagine only putting Minutes to Midnight number three. <laughs> would do that? Odd, I'm the odd one out here. Come on, guys. Imagine what kind uh, of person you must be to put that number three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, Happy Theory, of course, one of the best albums of all time. Um, but I have to say, it's the sequel that trumps all. Number one, Meteora. It's the Terminator Two. Yeah, mate, love it. So good. Uh, and I, I didn't do a, another list. It was just that was my personal list. Terminator yeah. Two, more like Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I, I hate that film. Okay, would you like to hear my list? Go on, Roscoe. Tell us your list. I'm intrigued. At number seven is Meteora. Oh my god! I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still in shock. I'm, I'm actually still like, in shock. <laughs> oh dear God! Okay, all right, all right. I've explained myself. You, you have. You've, you've explained. Number six is a thousand suns. Ouch! Oh God! Even that. Jesus fucking Christ, man! <laughs> you know, you know the meme, right? I don't know what Disney film it is, but it's the guy in the middle and has loads of swords. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> like that John that, that John Whip poster with all the guns pointing at his face. Yeah, hundred yeah, exactly. percent. Again, not bad albums. I've just got to rank them somehow, you know? Oh god. Um four, number five, four, yeah, it seems. Num- number five is the Magnificent Hunting Party. Yeah, I've got number five as well. So bye bye. Number four, Living Things. Oh, that's it. so high. That Interesting that you do have that so high. To be fair, that is disgustingly high. Yeah, I. Yeah, but it's now that I've gone through it like with a fine tooth comb earlier, it is pretty high. Um, <laughs> number three, Hybrid Theory. Oh, god damn, Roscoe, you've got all in. <laughs> damn, that's. I don't care, bitches. Come at me. Come at me, Lincoln Park fans. I don't care. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, number two is one more light. Oh, nice! Very high. I like it. Um, just for obvious reasons. Uh, number one is Minister Midnight. Beautiful. So there you where, where it belongs. Where it that belongs. Is, that is high. That is 
I, I, I'm actually quite. I did not know coming into this that that this would be number one. I did not I, see that coming. I did warn you, Joe. I did tell you that there's, there were going to be some takes, and uh, yeah. yeah, you can obviously. I was very surprised on that drunken night when um, <laughs> Roscoe revealed a slither of this to me, and my face almost hit the floor. Um, <laughs> and it has lived up to the billing, I have to say. Yeah, that is. Josh, um, Josh I really enjoyed that though. That was, was so interesting. Going like. But well, all, I think all of us have said, like retro- retrospectively, going through the albums individually, you, you you kind of rethink how you thought about these albums. It's really oh, interesting, yeah. like hearing both your takes, and yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. It's great, hundred percent. And I actually like as much as I dislike the album. I think the the discourse around the hunting party is always super interesting, and hearing the two of you be a lot more like yeah. appreciative of the things that it was doing, I think is nice. Um, even yeah. though I don't like it. Um. <laughs> but like that kind of side of it and like the fact that our list is going to differ very much from what people would consider like the objective quote unquote um like appreciation of the albums um i think it reflects that we have like very different approaches to loving the same band yeah totally Good. totally there's going to be some people that have living things at number 1 guys you know what i mean oh god they're, they are not true fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, some people might have Meteora at number you can't one. Can't say Ross. that when we, when we when we subjectively rank them ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we are the arbiters of all this. Uh, interestingly, where would you where would you both put Reanimation? Oh, above above Hunting Party. What, what, like, what number? What, what number is that on your list? Like less than bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the one up from bottom. So like second to last, yeah. Yeah. If we're going, I'd go second to last as well. Oof. I think it has moments, but as Jesus a whole thing... Jesus fucking Christ, you would rather reanimation than Meteora? Yeah. That's oh my so god. At least it's fucking different. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Crawling is an absolute smacking song, to be fair. Alright, so good. It's got so many baggers. The Point of Authority remix and the Crawling remix put it above Meteora. The, f- yeah. the fact, right? You've you've put Mr. Midnight, and it's and you've got the most hated song. <laughs> <laughs> like, that blows my mind. It really does. Roscoe, but you look, came armed. Like I said, the highs of Mr. Midnight are, for me are so high that yeah, fair. It, okay. It's just worthy of it. That's all. Um, it outdoes everything else. Yeah, and they're... like like I said on Meteora, there's nine or ten all time classic Linkin Park songs on there. I know this. I'm aware of it. I get it. <laughs> You just don't care. I just this it's just it's just it's just a bonus album for the for hybrid theory, and I don't I want I'd like Nick about being different. That's all. Let's move on. Oh. Fair, fair, fair. I don't I don't I don't think when we put this out you're gonna be able to move on. I'm, afraid. I'm, I'm still gonna be arguing this in a few weeks. Yeah. We'll have to come back and do another podcast to make you reevaluate your decision. <laughs> I have oh. got one more song. I do you have you guys heard of QWERTY? Mm. Feel like yes, yeah, I've heard that not yeah. for a while. Now that is a heavy banger. It's, I need to check out. Um, it's not in any of the. I think it's like a demo or something. For, I don't know what era it's from, but it's fucking awesome. I love it. I need to check out. Um, I don't think I've ever heard Blackbirds. I need to check that out. Oh, mate, it's a. But it's a very deep and it's really interest, good. It's a very interesting song to like embrace. Um. But yeah, I I was absolutely obsessed with that song for so yeah. long. So, right. what are your guys' like favorite songs? What's your number one? The little oh. things give you away. Yeah, God damn. Okay. What is my favorite I... one? Yeah, 
Um, that's really tough. That's what she said. What? what? <laughs> come back. Come back next week. Can we rank every single Linkin Park song? Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's just. Why next week? Let's just do it now. Let's, Let's just do it right now. now. Nine hour podcast. Let's go. I would actually totally do that. I'm not entirely sure uh, Spotify will allow a nine hour podcast, but we can find no, out. Maybe. We could always we'll test one. our patience. Yeah. <laughs> go for the Guinness World Record. Um, I would really struggle to pick one. But I think on if I picked the one that I listened to the most, like just the most amount of plays, it would be um, which I know is a very out there song to pick is my favorite one of them. But sorry, I think you, you just started out there. Can you say that again? I don't know if you're just <laughs> upset with my choice. No, 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 no. I, 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 no, I, I oh, didn't okay. hear it. Yeah, okay, I can't cool. hear it either. It, I thought it, you were it, saying that as like, yeah. a, oh, my God, I can't believe you chose that. Um, I think I would go with Burning in the Skies just because of the Ooh. amount of times oh. I listened to it. It, okay. it is probably, I think, when, do you remember when iTunes used to like track how many like times you listen to a song? Yeah. Um, I, think awesome. Burn, I think Burning in the Skies was over 2,000 plays more than the next song. <laughs> Like wow. that is the amount that I was absolutely obsessed with this song. Um, I think Blackbirds is actually quite close in terms of like just all time favorite. Um, but yeah, Use burning the in the skies is far to away. Make the fire rise. Blood yeah, okay, I'm gonna stop because I can't. Stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one. Joe, what's your uh, favorite song? Uh, somewhere I belong. Uh, really? Just, uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. so I was so waiting for you to say burn it down. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, or had that high. I should have done it. <laughs> so, what is uh, it about somewhere I belong that like clinches it above the others for you? I don't know. I think it 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 could also be the fact of nostalgia, of of being of knowing where I was at the time, knowing I've just like kind of really gotten into this band and it's kind of a important kind of part of my league part like listening experience if you mm-hmm. get what i mean yeah um and it's also a part of my favorite album and for me albums i've said it many times <laughs> in this podcast but front to back i think that is that shows uh, a great quality of what an album can can bring and um i think it's just it's perfect. I, I think somewhere belong. I love that song. Um, it's very close to um, to breaking the habit. I think both those songs, incredible songs, incredible music videos as well. I'm I'm really big with music videos, and mm-hmm. I think uh, again, Lick Park do amazing ones, and those two, somewhere belong and breaking the habit, unreal. Love them both, uh, but I think mm. somewhere belong just just cuts it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm interested, Roscoe, was um what would be your second? Because you were just like very clear, like this is my favourite song. Yeah. yeah. My second. God, we really are re- real ranking the songs now, aren't we? That's what we do. Uh, no, I'm just intrigued because <laughs> like me and Joe were both a bit like, ah, oh, we sort of know, but we've got like close competition, whereas yours was like, nope, it's this one. Like so I'm just intrigued yeah, what no. would have been your next favourite, which it was which hopefully wouldn't be as obvious. I think Rose on Travels, you know. Oh damn, okay. Okay, I like that. I like that choice. I really, really love that song. Yeah, that's a really good song. I think if I was to do, if I was to write like a greatest hits of Linkin Park album, 
I think mine would be wildly different to everyone else's. But at the same yeah, time, you would have a very eclectic mix of songs. Yeah. Oh, man, if we all picked like ten songs, I'm not I'm not saying we do, but if we all picked like ten songs for one like perfect Linkin Park album, it would be completely different. Yeah, yeah that would be quite an experience. Another podcast? <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kind of into that actually, as an idea, just bringing oh, ten songs God. each and seeing oh, what we can God. create. Should we make this a series? It would be <laughs> chaos. Um, yeah, Roses Untraveled, I really love. Um, there's just a, there's one, there's the thing about Link Apart, there's at least one song I love on every album, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so it's difficult to quantify them. But in terms of songs that if I was to go and listen to Link Apart now, I'd listen to Little Things and Roses Untraveled. Um, The Messengers is up there as well. Yeah, um, I think that's just magic. Um, and I can play it on guitar, which is very rare for any guitar stuff. Oh, normally cool. quite difficult. That, that's really cool. Um, I can't sing it like Chester can, but I just I take it down a key or two. To be but, fair, uh, can anybody? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, breaking the habit. I guess we're going to go back to the early days. Um, I love breaking the habit. I love pushing me away. I've got a top five. There you go. Enjoy. Ah, there you oh, go. Hey. Hey, <laughs> One of them is even for Meteora as well, which is interesting. Given that, yeah. the <laughs> <of them. laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I guess to to finish off, I say finish off. We're three hours and fifty minutes into this podcast. <laughs> I love uh, this so much. <laughs> we are going to hit four hours. I know we are. We are. Um, I think we've already touched on it a little bit, but I mean, six years out, six years out from Chester's. I can't believe it's been six years. Um, from Chester's passing, there's been no signs of Lincoln Park moving forward or kind of getting back together, doing anything. And no matter how much people want it, but do they really want it? I think that's the question. It's like, where do you see? Do you see another Lincoln Park album in our future, uh, Joe? Um, no, I don't. I don't, I don't see it. I think it's. It's too. I think it's really hard for the band as well. I think uh, there are there are a lot of bands that do continue with with different singers, uh, but it's very difficult, especially the main singer. I mean, obviously, Foo Fighters just had their uh, Taylor, yeah, uh, died um, last year, was it? Um, and it's yeah, it's um, it's always tough to kind of move on from from a band member. It's it's doable, but I think with Linkin Park, it's very. I just I can't see it. I know there are like there's a lot of teasing and everything, but I think with Mike Schneider doing a lot of his own solo stuff, which I love. Um I listen to on the side. Um I think it's 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 too far now. I think it's um it's it's too hard. I think he was so unique in what he did and what he brought to the band. There's no one that can do it. And there's no one that can do it justice going through like the old songs, like performing it live, I'm sure they'll do a decent job. It's not the same; it really isn't, and it's mm. it's, it's it's sad to say, but I can't see it. Mars, if they were to, what is like, what's the ideal way of doing it? Do you think the the most respectful way? If they were to come back, what do you think that would be the kind of the accept? Because they did that concert, didn't they? Did that tribute concert to Chester? Yes, where a yeah. load of different singers came in and did, did the songs. Um, obviously, that would be very difficult live because I have to get them all there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. 
I've always I've I've thought about this for six years and I haven't come up with an answer yet, but maybe you haven't either. But in your head, if you were to go and see Linkin Park tomorrow, what would you like to see? So I guess there's a couple of ways. The one thing I wouldn't want them to do is find someone who would try to emulate Chester's voice. I just feel like Chester was so unique and iconic and he made like I think Mike is very much a massive part of the identity of the band, but Chester was just one of those once in a generation like talents. And I just feel although there have been people who can get very close to Chester's voice, I just feel like you'd be doing it a bit of a disservice to do that. So I wouldn't want to see them go down that road. And I don't think they would either. I think Mike especially just wouldn't want to do that. Um I think the idea of having like the band work on music that they want to and trying like a new experiment. So like bringing in a singer who they want to take forward in terms of like a new direction. I wouldn't be necessarily against that because it'd be like, like Linkin Park, as we've talked about with each album have tried to change, they've revolutionized, they've evolutionized. And I guess there's an argument that with an entirely new singer and an entirely new like approach to how they're going to do their music, I could see something within that. I don't think they would, but I wouldn't necessarily be against them trying that. Um, The only other thing I think they could do would be an album where they just get guest singers on for each individual song. And each song would be like its own style, its own genre, its own approach. Um, I think Mike is at his best when he is just creating and he's not putting limits on. He's not adhering to like rules or restrictions. And I think an album where he makes the music he wants to, and then he finds the singer to guest appear for that song to make that song how he wants it to be with the rest of the band. I think that could be a really interesting concept. Um, but that's the only two ways I could see them ever going about it. I personally don't think they will. I think as much as they've not officially announced it, the fact that we've just had nothing in this time, I think speaks volumes. Um, but yeah, in answer to your question, that that would be the only two ways I could feasibly see it going and that would be acceptable to people in my opinion yeah yeah i mean i've asked i've asked your question I, I i have no answer myself really i can't imagine them getting in a new permanent singer i think it would be i don't think fans would accept it to be honest yeah um, would you accept it out of interest it it's it's like joe said it's so dependent on how they can differentiate but also bring the same power as chester you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's no point bringing in a carbon copy because people will just be like, well, no, we don't want this. Yeah. You know, if they're going to go a completely different route, which Linkin Park are one to do. We've talked about it many times already tonight. You know, um, I would, a guest, like a filled up guest album would be cool. Um, I'd be, I'd, I would look forward to that because I just love hearing Linkin Park play together, regardless of, you know, anything. Um, I think they're such a tight band. Um, but again, doing it live would be damn near impossible. Uh, so it's it's it, it's a really tricky thing. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think Mike Shinoda's album I thought was really great. Uh, Post traumatic, I thought it was really really good. Um, I think he was able to flex that muscle. Whether or not he would have done it without Chester passing, I don't know. That's a question for Mike Shinoda. But it's um, that's the album. Obviously, was born out of tragedy and. I'm always curious to think if he if he ever wanted to do a Mike Shinoda album or if he just kind of felt like he had to. 
um, in order to get some catharsis from the situation. So, I don't know. I'd love to see Linkin Park as a band perform again. I just don't know how it can be done. Um, and that's the, the... Even if they just went forward with, with Mike on the vocals, you know, no screaming or no shouting, just just Mike. That's know? interesting. I, I didn't actually think about that. It's, it could be a possibility with that, because obviously he has done in the, in the past. Um, but again, yeah, it's it wouldn't be Linkin Park. It would be mm. something different, completely different. I also it... just wonder, like... Sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 carry on. Um, I just wonder whether Mike wouldn't actually like to be the front man. I think in some mm. ways, I think Mike enjoys having someone who takes a lot of the focus. Yeah. And then every now and then he dips in. But I think he enjoys more the producing and the creative side. Yeah. Um, he's always struck me as someone who maybe doesn't take as much credit for the band as maybe he is owed. And I think that's like a testament to just his character. I think he just enjoys mm. making things people enjoy. And I think he like, cause at the concert, Joe, I don't know if you felt this as well, but it felt like Mike was constantly bigging up like the crowd and Chester and everybody else. Yeah. And it just felt like he wants everyone to have a great time and he doesn't yes. care if he's credited. He just yeah. wants to enjoy it. Um, He's so humble. Just, yeah. He seems yeah. such a humble guy. Like. Yeah. And he's just that's, a wonderful person. That's the thing. You know, it's like, I remember watching, I love watching the, the making of the albums um, on, on YouTube. Yes. I think they're, they're, they're I love awesome. It. And it's like Mike is, if there was a manager in Linkin Park, it would be Mike. Yes. Yeah. He's and, the heart and soul of Linkin yeah. Park. He's yeah. the boss. And he has a vision, an idea, and the band just bring it to life. And that seems to work for them. You know, seven albums down. It's like, you know, that is the way. Whether or not Mike, the only way I can see it happening is if Mike takes the reins. But I don't see that happening. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. So it's a it's a very difficult thing. I think Linkin Park fans obviously want to see Linkin Park together again, but no one knows how. <laughs> no one knows what they want. Yeah, and there'll never be a consensus on it. People are going to want different things. Yeah, you're right, and that's. That's probably why they're still six years down the line. There's been no announcement of anything. Um, the Meteora 20 collection was amazing. Um, yes. And so they are still looking out for the fans in that regard. Um, a few years down the line, hopefully there'll be a Minutes to Midnight package as well, um, which is, as we've been, as we figured out, is their greatest album. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, definitively <damn> proven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a Minutes to Midnight kind of collection would be sick. Um, it's it's so, bound to happen. It, they did with. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. It's... I very nearly got the Meteora one, but I just it was like two hundred and forty quid. I was like, mm. I, I may have, I may have bought it. I'm so proud <laughs> of you. I'm so proud of you. I wish I had the guts to do it. <laughs> I don't, I don't... Roscoe, if you get the Minutes to Midnight one, I'll have the Hybrid Theory one. Joe will have Meteora, and then you would have Minutes to Midnight. <laughs> it's <literally laughs> We'd be like the perfect trio. Yeah, literally. Okay, and one day we'll get together and put them together in a triangle and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll all listen to them on vinyl and cry. It's fine. It's like, like Exodia bring all the <laughs> the Triforce. <laughs> yeah. Then the sound from Zelda where you open a chest just suddenly happens. <laughs> yes, it is officially been four hours now. Oh, yes, we, we did it. it, squad. We did it. We didn't just talk bullshit for ten minutes just so we can get to four hours. I promise. No, <laughs> definitely not. We absolutely would never do that. It's not like us, Roscoe. Um. Okay, it's minutes to midnight. 
Hey. I, love, I love that we finished at midnight and Minutes in Midnight is our top album. Seems what? fitting. Uh, well, it's, well, it's not my top one, but you, you know. Well, it should be. As <laughs> <laughs> we've proven. As I'm it. sorry. Um, we voted in a majority. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah democracy, know. man. Democracy. Yeah. And this as we is as, democracy. <laughs> as we all know, the, the the majority is always right. So right, there we are. Our allegiance is to the republic. To democracy. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Is there anything else to be said? Just want to say thanks to you both. It's been a real pleasure. It's been something that we've been talking about for ages, and it's been nice to do it. And thanks for coming along as well, Joe. It's been really nice to have you. No, uh, yeah. no, no. Thank you both. No, thank you for inviting me on, and this has been an absolute pleasure. I just this is like my favorite subject to talk about. It's like I can <laughs> I could literally be here on air for ten more hours and just be okay with it. I love it. I love uh, talking about it, and yeah, it's great to hear both of your views. And no, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Joe, thank you so much for coming, man. You've really elevated this uh, this chat, and um, I'm really grateful for your time, so thank you very much. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I to- totally agree. And uh, thank you, Miles Thompson. Thank you, mate. We did it, finally. We did it at last. We were talking about it for months. Finally made it happen after a very drunken Jaegerbomb-filled night. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Such it took, just some Jaegerbombs. <laughs> yeah, and four hours and two minutes in, it's over. I can't believe it. All right, we'll just do another one, and then another one. <laughs> and another one, and we'll just yeah. keep going. Oh god! Problem is, I'm going to have to cut some stuff out, so we need to stretch it to make sure it's definitely four hours. <laughs> is that is that what this bit's for? <laughs> yeah. Do we literally uh, just like play Link apart from our phones? Yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just put <laughs> oh. Shadow of the Day on with the Gears of War gameplay. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. I need to. Um, I am allowed by law to play 15 seconds of a of a licensed song at the beginning and the end of the podcast. So, which Linkin Park song should it be? Hand, hands held high. I knew you were going to fucking say <laughs> that. I it's knew you were going to say that. It's got to be the chorus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ross. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm so, actually so tempted to just democracy it. I knew, yes, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, God, the temptation's real. However, I, I do have Metal Gear held over me by Roscoe, so I don't think I can. I'm scared of what he'd do to me. <laughs> mm, that's a tough one. You do not understand my power. <laughs> Unlimited power. Did you see me today when Josh was like, we haven't got a contact with VR scare. I was like, may I sort out? I got <laughs> yeah. a code an hour later. Bitch, please, I got this. Uh, I got this. Oh, this is tough. What song should it be? Hmm. It should be. It, it's going to be handheld high for fuck's sake, isn't it? That's the one that yes. has to be. I mean, I'm not <laughs> against. I'm not against it. Oh god! It's going to be Joe's lingering legacy for this oh podcast. Oh god, this is amazing. <laughs> People are going to turn this on and go, "Oh, not a fucking song." <laughs> Can you imagine of all the songs we have. I'm not listening to four hours of this. Thing is, if if someone has right, if someone has a four hour flight, this is perfect for them. It's and if you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah, just as they land into whatever country they're getting to, they're going to hear the R men and they're going to think, fuck, I've gone to the wrong place. Uh, oh, God. God. I might, I might usurp you when I'm in the edit. I'll, I'll, I don't know. We'll see. Also, I just want to throw out, we didn't even talk about Not Alone, the uh, the charity one oh, that they did. That is a good song, to be fair. That is also a great song. Should have been in, probably in the Reckonings. Is it on any of the albums? That's for the next, next podcast. No, but it was kind of like one of those that was in between albums, a bit like uh, Blackbirds and stuff. It, was it like doesn't a... qualify, does it? 
Well, we'll have to just do a whole ranking of all the songs that didn't make it onto albums. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm I'm great at this. Um, It was a fundraiser, I think, for Haiti, wasn't it? Haiti, yeah. Haiti, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, New Divide wins, so let's move on. I mean, maybe that should be the outro. (laughs) Oh, that's a good shout. Oh, no, it should be what I've done. Just do the Obi-Wan Kenobi one. That way we can finish with a hello there and what I've done, Michael Bay which, which 15, literally just the first 15 seconds of what I've done. Yeah. No, like the, the bit where it then goes like, what I've done, and then it goes, cuts to like, directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> I love that. It's perfect, uh, Roscoe. Yeah. Don't tell me it's not. I think, well, it's you even, oh, it's God. even 15 seconds long. It's perfect. No, yeah, you're right. Either that or it's hands held high, so I'll let you decide which uh, poison <laughs> you want to drink. <laughs> Well, whilst I think of that, thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. I'm doing this with low energy because it's midnight exactly, and I'm tired. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter or X, you can uh, just uh, at FNGRGNS. We are on threads also at finger underscore GNS. Um, if you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter slash X slash threads. He's a social media pariah. It's a nightmare. Trying to get him to promote stuff and he just won't do it. It's really, really annoying. But anyway, I'll talk about it later. Yeah, the only thing I'd promote is hands held high. For oh, fuck's sake. Not this <laughs> podcast. This podcast is your this is your golden moment, I think. I'd also de-promote the hunting party. I think this podcast has outdone your Dynasty Warriors podcast by some margin which is quite something because dynasty warriors was two and a half hours long about dynasty warriors so i think i'm that's very quite surprised <laughs> yeah god damn if you want to follow us on patreon you can just go just go to patreon what, what is it again i don't fucking know um if you, go to patreon, <laughs> if you oh god this is the best outro ever keep going i love it come on keep going if you really like what we do why not follow our patreon that's it. For one dollar a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But until then, my friends, my God, I'm so proud of this, actually. This is the best thing I've ever done. Um, it's goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell, Roscoe. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you, Joe. Thanks for coming. And it is a goodbye from Mr. Joe Chesson. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me on and, yeah, talk about Lake Park fucking best band in the planet you're damn right what, watch everyone who listens to this prefer joe to me and you roscoe and they just demand <laughs> joe comes back and we don't <laughs> <laughs> well until next time weep not for roads untraveled weep not for sights unseen may your love never end and if you need a friend there's a seat here alongside me bye everyone
Swallow you.